Well, the clock struck 11, but 11.57's where it struck me that I just couldn't stay. So I jumped on my scooter, headed home to my computer, where that damn work firewall couldn't get in the way. A new day breaks up the course of the day. And this day would probably break me with no nooner there to break me away. Like a bandit on the gravestone on the USA Oh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Smodco Nooner Show on the Smodco Internet Radio Network. I'm a host. My name is Marty. I'm here with... It's a J- 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 John. John, John also a host. Hello. And we have a special guest today. Uh, we have... Buddy so- Sostan? Sostan. So- Sostan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buddy Sostan, who's wearing a stuntman t-shirt because he is a stuntman. <laughs> we actually have an actual stuntman. Oh, he just did a pratfall. <laughs> really, really silent, He's my but really good. Yeah. Right. And so he was your stand-in so on, that, on that, the movie that's coming out uh, yeah, in course, December? Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Yeah, because, okay, very good resemblance. Uh, well, welcome, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me, Marty. <laughs> uh, With a beard. A beard, he looks exactly like me. <laughs> yes. He, <laughs> I buy it. Yeah. How do you guys know each other? Um, how do we know each other, John? Bible study. Maybe. I mean, sort of. Did we meet at the shul? Yeah. Yeah. At the shul. Yes. My wife attends uh, the synagogue where John also attends. Oh, uh, I see. Uh, where I'm all, obviously, I attend. Sure. <laughs> right. And, um, uh, that's where we met, dude. I think that's right, yeah. 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 Well, that's it. That's it. The, the story doesn't get any more interesting than well, that. Well, besides me being your double. It better get right, more interesting true. than that because, you know, we go, we're going for two hours, guys. <laughs> well, where, where you met is kind of like, then here's where we met. Next question. All right. Well, um, you know, we... Uh, buddy, you've listened to the show a couple times. Yeah. We, we start the show off with uh, just a discussion of things that are in the news. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. Uh, this past weekend, Milwaukee exploded in riots and protests after a 23-year-old uh, man was shot dead by police after yeah. a traffic stop. Yeah. And he was black. Mm-hmm. And uh, rioters threw rocks and concrete, burned businesses, and, and 11 officers were injured. Yeah. And the governor, uh, Scott Walker, he called in the National Guard and imposed a curfew. And, you know, to be clear, like after the initial rage, the facts came out that this, the victim, Sil, uh, Silville Smith, he likely pulled a gun on the cops and had a lengthy criminal history. And a stolen was, gun. A stolen gun. That he had just stolen in a robbery. Right. Burg- and, burglary. Burglary. Sorry. And yeah, and sorry. he was. You're, um, right. You're right. Burglary. And he had like 23 rounds on him. And he was also. Uh, and he was black. And he was shot by a black officer. And all of this sort of got. Um, I mean, I, I, I things exploded, I think, just because there is such a vast divide between the black community and police. And that, that rift has existed, you know, it's just gotten worse and worse over the past couple of years. And so whether this guy was deserving of, of being shot or not uh, gets forgotten. And it's more that just a, a young black man was killed by police. That's what the focus was on. Um, which is too bad because I mean, if I if I stole a gun from someone's house and then pointed it at a cop, I would not be shocked to find myself shot. And I and I and frankly, I I think that's probably that's not only a probable outcome, that's uh, probably a good outcome. Yeah. Right. Oh. But but still, there are enough incidents that have gone on over the past few years that we still 
can focus on that that problem of you know Freddie Gray, an African American suspect, was in custody, you know, and he was subject to this this uh, horrifying um, police van ride where they deliberately, you know, he was handcuffed and he suffered fatal spinal cord injuries. Or Tamir Rice, who was uh, in Cleveland, because uh, Cleve, fuck Cleveland. And he was shot by a police officer um, when he was just playing in the, with a pellet gun, and he was just shot without warning. So there, there are enough incidents out there that, that there is a justification for this amount of rage. I don't, I don't agree I, with I, that. I, well, the only thing I would comment on is I think what's being missed, personally, Marty, in this whole situation is um, Mr. Smith came out, which is the father of Silva, the guy who was shot. Mm-hmm. And he said something very uh, interesting that kind of got looked over. He said that he blames himself. Right. Because he, right. says, he says most children, most most young men look up to their fathers. And he says, I blame myself because he said the fact that I was a pimp. I was a hustler. I was a gangster. And my son made a bad decision based on, you know, His. the example that I gave him. Right. And I and I and I hear what you're saying about these rifts that are going on. But I also think that that's kind of overstated because most people in the black community, including my own family, talk about how we need more policing. Right. And, and I think, and I, what I mean by that is, is that when you have law and order not being enforced, you have violent crime being rampant. And so, like you said, you know, it's, it's, you know, this young man gets pulled over. This young man decides to run and then he has a stolen firearm with an extended magazine and points at a police officer. So I think the, 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 you know, if you look at the civil rights movement at the time to go backwards, you know, this is kind of not really justified the violence and all this stuff just because of the fact that this was not the way that this was not what the civil rights movement was about. Right. It was about unity and strength and addressing sure. these issues civilly and civil discourse does not mean, you know, having violent. No, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Re- repercussions. So yeah. I, I think that's I don't want it to get lost in that because I think systemically as a black as a black man. Right. As if I talk oh, to all I, black I people. I did not even notice that you were black. Yeah, exactly. yeah. John never did. That's why I was yeah. just double, right? Right. right. But, uh, <laughs> that's why, that's why I, I'm friends with you because right. so, I'm able to overlook that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think Is that. Is that why you brought him? We, oh, my uh-huh. God. Cassandra's hey, here. Cassandra. Did you meet Buddy? Buddy. buddy, oh, your name is actually Buddy. Yes, yes I thought buddy. that was a bit in the email. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, yeah. <laughs> well, it, get, hey, yeah, buddy. it it only gets difficult when I'm like talking about my buddy, Buddy. Yeah, right. that's yeah. right. He's yeah. had to prove. John had to prove to you that he's not a racist. He has black. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> I right. One. That's why I'm right. here. I got one. Right. Just one. And you, you met the quota. You met once, right? Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> see, and I'm here. Right, right. To justify, oh, I see. You know, oh, very good. Um, but you know, I like I said, brother, I want to. I just want us to know. I think that's something to talk about because if you talk about some of the systemic problems in the black community. You know, policing in the sense that we don't get policed enough is one. And two, it's the breakdown of the family. And, and I have to stress that is that that is such a large. And I, was, I shouldn't say I was proud of Mr. Smith because I shouldn't be proud of a man who lost his son in a violent way. Well, right. But at be least proud of him standing up in that moment. And, sure. And sure. Right. And, and just saying, hey, you know what? You know, and I'm saying this is a problem more systemic in our community where people feel that they can dish out justice because they don't have someone teaching them about justice. Now, have you been following the Black Lives Matter uh, movement? Then? Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, um, and one of the big messages of what they said, uh, and this was, um, you know, they said that the, after the uh, uh, when was it? Well, basically, they the the message was just listen, you know, like white America, just listen, and to to what we have to say, and don't start prescribing. Um, you know, solutions until, you know, just let these, let these things sort of breathe. 
Well, I, I don't mm. know which Black Lives Matter person said that. But, uh, to, 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 <laughs> to me, but, the Black but, Lives Matter person that I see do things like get up on Bernie Sanders' stage, grab the microphone away from him, and say, you know, you, you, I'm not going to listen to you. Why, do you. why would you listen to somebody who's saying, I'm not going to listen? And to, and to me, like, like you said, once again, my problem with this and, and with that ideology or that belief is that, you know, look, in the, when I, I keep talking about the Civil Rights Movement, because the Civil Rights Movement was about inclusion. Right. Martin Luther King was about inclusion. Right. And, and I think when you separate yourself like that, so you say, you know, and I know it's cliche to say, like, oh, all lives matter. But I go, that's what the civil rights movement was about. It was like it was all or nothing. But I think that's what the Black Lives Matter is, movement is about as well. It's not. And let me tell you why it's not. Because if you look at even what's going on in the campuses, right, they have these safe spaces where they don't want white people involved. Matter of fact, that one of the police um, rallies, you know, some of these militants in the Black Lives Matter movement, what they did was they said white people get to the back, brown and black people get to the front. Now I understand sure. that, that, you know, we can, there, there are probably people who support like in any other movement. There are people that support that are like on the lower tier that are like more peace loving and inclusive. Yeah. But the political ideology, if you even go to their website, is a little bit more uh, radical in its, in its sense. And I just don't agree with them in the sense that, that I don't believe that the police are systemically racist. And I don't think that you know, Michael Brown shooting was a racist. No, I don't think, act. you know, say like yeah. when it, when it started, when it, when it started, but then you've got like, you know, there was a, a guy in LA who was shot last week, you know, unarmed black man. Sure. And he was shot because they mistook him for a carjacker. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, so, so that is, and the fact that black men are four times likely to get arrested than, than white men for, you know, for drug problems, well, for drug crimes. Also, but ten, also ten the, times more likely to have committed the crime. No, I mean, that's not true. And we're thirteen percent of the population. No, no, it's not true. The, the drug, the drug usage is is equal across races. No, I didn't say drug usage. I said commit the crime. Yeah. I said that. And also, black, no, but I'm talking about black drug people crimes. commit right. more, much more crimes. And, and Marty, let me let me chime in on that. Remember, we're thirteen percent of the population. Sure. And we commit fifty percent more of the violent crimes. So what I'm saying is, is that the, the major problem I would say in our community. And I think the point you're bringing up about people getting shot, I'm saying, look, if there's 35 million black folks and you have 25, 26 people getting shot, you know, by the cops, it's not a bad, it's not a bad statistic. Anybody die, anybody who gets killed, obviously is bad, but we right. have to also, it was like, you know, since we're bringing this up, it was like, you know, oh, when these cases, let's take Milwaukee. This is a perfect example, which is, which is very relevant right now. The first reaction was what was what the first reaction was, Young black man was killed by another white cop, right? right. And the city just went right. nuts. And we find well, out later that this young man was actually killed by a black, black cop. cop. Right, no, exactly. So what I'm saying is I think the conversation needs to be more going back, I told John, to the idea that we need to address things that are systemically important in our communities. Um, but I would argue that, okay, if, if nine out of ten people of color, are, uh, of, the, of the people who are in, uh, in this subject to stop and frisk mm -hmm. in New York are people of color, then there's a systemic race problem. No, let me tell you why I disagree with that. Because if we are 90% of the people committing violent gun crimes, so, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying people should just be getting rolled up on because they are black, but I'm saying that- <laughs> But we are, they are, not, though. I know, but we all, well, what I'm saying is we have to also be honest about the fact that people in our culture are committing crimes at a higher rate, violent crimes. 90% of the gun crime is black and brown in New York City, right? You go to places like Vermont, North Dakota, South Dakota, that's not a case, you know. So I'm just saying we need to address, in my belief, that some of the larger problems in our community that have a lot to do more with cultural dysfunction and less to do with, you know, uh, 
these other things. Because I think the break, if we're 20 times more likely to go to prison because there's no father in the home, then we make bad choices and become misfits. And this is personal anecdotes in my own family. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Where, yeah. where I can just literally go down the list. And I'm not saying there aren't bad cops. Because we all know, but that, I always hate that we have to quantify that because the issue is, it's like we all know there's bad people, right? I mean, Michael Vick is not a representation of all black folks because sure. he killed dogs. Right. You know what I'm saying? That he, you know, he had a dog fighting. Um, I don't know what he it, a dog fighting. I think he was arena. the dog drowning ring. Is yeah, what that it was. Yeah, 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 was yeah a, you know what I'm saying? So there, I, Sometimes they had them fight, but most of the time they were just yeah. drowning the yeah. dog. So that, yeah, that was, he was forgiven. <laughs> He was forgiven. He was forgiven because he can throw a football. Okay, if you would learn to throw a football, yeah, you would and, find yourself and forgiven he had more millions often. of dollars. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's a good point, there, brother Marty. Right there is. Oh, it's Giselle. Giselle, did you meet Buddy? Hello, Buddy. Oh, buddy. You know, uh, this is the first time we're discussing issues of race with an actual person of color. Uh, hello. Whoa. Hey. Hello. Wow. And hello. Oh, boy. Oh, Cuban, Asian man. Where, what happened to my head? <laughs> Where is your head? Huh? Where is my head? How do you head? feel about that, Marty? Well, yeah, uh, how do you feel about how do you what feel about being excluded from people's cars? It's a force of racism. It's a, a form of racism. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, I'm, you know what's because I'm, I had a feeling I was the biggest racist here. Yeah, 50-50. Who's the other fifty? Well, the reason John that you Pierre forget Jello. the reason that you forget that Marty is of an, it's because he speaks so well. He's so well spoken. I, I learned I learned by watching Sesame Street, and uh, yeah, Marty. He said I was pretty smart for a black guy. Yeah, too, so. uh, that's <laughs> yeah. Um, I never said that. <laughs> no, I'm just but you know, I just feel like the number of unarmed people who are shot by police are, you know, people of color and are, are just they shouldn't. It shouldn't happen. Well, and and I think that there there is a problem with the police if this is happening. I think that their their job is to protect and serve, and I think that they because they're the ones in power, they have the opportunity to uh, to connect that rift between the black community well, and but, but and here's here's where i say like so if you look at the cdc center for disease control statistics and the fbi statistics right you find out that actually statistically even in proportion white people are shot when it comes to lethal force more than blacks you even find out that in situations where if the salient is black when it comes to lethal force right mm-hmm. that the actual statistics show that in a lethal force situation if you're a black cops are less likely to shoot you as if you're white they'll shoot you faster but once again i think that you know, you bring up a point that obviously there's a rift between society or not society, us citizens and the police. But I also say that we also have a responsibility in in in, in doing that rift. And when we talk about policing, I think we have to understand. And you know, my uncle's a cop in Chicago, right? And, and which is a retired, hard bro, place to be a cop on the and to be black. <laughs> you know, on the real, on the real. And so he works black neighborhoods and black communities. Right. You know, and look, if we. And, and you brought up Milwaukee, and I think what's timely about Milwaukee is just, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a case study in itself when 70% of the babies are born out of, out of wedlock. So what I'm saying is it's a larger issue that I think in the sense that I don't personally think that there's a systemic racist problem with the police because I don't think my uncle and other police officers sit in a police briefing before they go out in the streets and say, our goal is to go out and shoot as many black people as possible. No, no. But, you know what I'm saying? But I think that... There, and we have to... And I'm just saying because 40% of cops... Are killed by blacks 
we have to also acknowledge that when they go into these situations and they're policing in these neighborhoods, they are going to be a little bit more focused and on edge because of the fact that their lives are at risk. Okay, yeah. So you know what I'm saying? So I'm just no, no, no. That, you're absolutely right. But you know what I mean? it's a, but it is a two way street, though. You know, so I think that that they have the opportunity because they are the ones in power. They are the ones with uh, the law on their side that they can start to bridge that gap. And there should be procedures in there so that. There need to be rules so that it's that the killing of T- Tamir Rice wasn't following police procedure. Well, look, I, I will. So I will, then they need to change the procedure so that doesn't happen. Well, I will say this about procedure, and I think once again, when we have these isolated cases of, of of procedure being broken, look, if you shame the badge, you should be prosecuted. But I'm saying, as far as police officers. They have procedures. So the people that usually get prosecuted are people who actually break that procedure. So, so that's your, your point. Right. But I'm saying that's not the majority of the situations. The majority of the situations. But are those are the high profile things that, that set, that create, that make 80% of black people distrust police. Well, I think, but I think once again, I don't know how, how, how how accurate that is when we say 80% because if you talk to I'm people quoting polls yeah i know but what i'm saying is if you walk the block as we say right if you go walk the block and you talk to people in these communities the first thing that most people would tell you go to Compton South Shore, so watch chicago so we need more policing because right. cuz there's no law and right. order bro yeah like, yeah yeah like like i said mr mr smith seville's dad when he says listen i was a pimp i was a hustler i was a gangster well who was what was his son doing his son was living that lifestyle right so, so most of the people, and like I said, you're going to have these instances where you look at Tamir Race and you say, come on, man, like that's a, that's a bad shooting. Uh, we don't know. I mean, I, we, you know, we have to let the case play out. The thing with Philando Castile, you know, mm-hmm. that might be a bad shooting, but see, that's just like Milwaukee, right? You know, they were like a white cop shot a black guy. Well, it was a Hispanic cop who shot a black guy. Well, right. But see, I think so, that the, so what the I'm saying is, but they're, they're saying that the, like the police procedures, that there's something that is. No, that's, the, a, that's, that's not procedure. That's my point. The, right. The procedure, look, they go through an academy. I just believe that people, who make bad choices, shame the badge, and then all of a sudden we have this whole conversation that right. the police kick I'm them off the force. There is a procedure. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. what Get I will say them. is I agree that, you know, when these things happen, we're saying at the end of the day that this guy shamed the badge, made a mistake, and someone's dead and they're gonna be prosecuted. And both of them. But there's still police people, there's still people in the who support the police who support what happened to that that man. Which you man? know? Uh, uh uh the guy in Minnesota. Well, I, you know what? You know, I don't know. And sh- I, I think that the, the police culture needs to change. And one, one thing that they can do, you know, body cameras are great. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maintaining statistics on shootings that they, that they don't. They do. They do. There's a great book you should read it's called War on Cops. And that's how, you, that's how you get these statistics, right? It's because, you know, when you shoot somebody, you have to write a report. Right. So when they write a report, they write the people who they shot. And then these go into the city. So you go to the Center for Disease Control and the right. FBI. So they have these statistics. I think the issue comes back to, you know, more or less, I think I can agree with you that the rift has to, we have to be honest about the cultural disparities in our own community. One of the great things that they can do is hire cops from the community. So in cities where they have, uh, where the number of black cops matches, you know, uh, the number of uh, blacks in the population that they're the fewest okay. shootings. You ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm so, ready. Well, I think no, we're, no, we're getting to the same place. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is great. Well, I'm going to say something's probably going to get me killed, right? But a lot of brothers don't want to be cops, right? Sure. So, so you have people that come from those communities. But, if they don't have, you know what I'm saying, they don't have those values. So if 70, 70% of black babies are born out of wedlock, right? And they don't have a dad. And we have such a high systemic dysfunction in our community then they're obviously not going to want to go towards law enforcement. So I think, look, you have black chief, chiefs of police. You have the, the black sheriff. 
in right. Milwaukee. You've got David Brown, who's a you know in Dallas, Texas, right. who's right. a police chief, who just and, and he's had awesome. a really tragic. You exactly. know, but you know career. what? He, and what did he say? He said, "Listen, guys, if this, if you guys want to change this, fill out an application." So I'm, I'm glad that we're all having these conversations because I believe that is what's going to happen. So I think these things are coming to the forefront and there are more people in these communities, I think, that are going to start standing up and saying, well, you know what? The only way that we can change our communities is get involved. Right. So I'm just saying there's no, there's no it's, practices because we're only 13% of the population, right? There's not enough cops for all of us anyway. Well, so but even in, if we get 1% of but 13% in, being cops, but in, we, can't even, we can't even hit Milwaukee. But <laughs> There'll in, be one black cop in every neighborhood. Well, no, but you want, in Ferguson, you want the police population to reflect the population of the, the community. But and there, there'll be plenty of black people in the community. And but they haven't filled the applications. That's my point. Right. But they're then, not going, they're not joining the police. Right. Force. So then there, that has to do with the rift between the community and the police. And that has to change on both sides. Well, so I, you have to have, uh, how do black communities gain trust in the police? Well, first of all, we have to gain trust in ourselves and we have to quit acting as if, you know, we are under siege. And right, I think the right. issue, and that's where I would say, here's where I go into the media as though we're in media. Not you guys here on Nooner, but I say the media <laughs> is, off, uh, is a big problem of it because when you just keep constantly hearing that we're under siege, mm-hmm. then those bad thoughts become, what, words and actions, and those were bad words and th- actions become habits. So we start having these habits that are counterproductive to our conditioning. And there's no way we can actually honestly say that racism is worse now than it was in the 1940s. Yeah, there'd be no way, yeah, of course. So, Stringing people so how, from how, trees. How, how am I here? Yeah. You know, if my grandparents didn't have to deal with the same... Why are you not hanging from a tree right now? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I mean, and some of this stuff, guys, can be traced even back to the 1920s. So we just have, you know, look, we, we come from a legacy of slavery. And it's a large thing to get over. And I think since the 1920s, we've had a high violent crime rate in the black community. So I, I say that, you know, um, at a time when... when when more of us are pushing, not so pushing, but speaking out and saying our interactions with the police, you know, after Glenn Baines Johnson's war on drugs, sorry, not war on drugs, war on poverty. Right. Um, and, and, and the state kind of became where it was like, okay, if you don't have a father in the home, then you get more of these benefits. So you have a culture that starts becoming, that's based on dependency. So I'm just saying that if I look at the civil rights movement, I'm saying we need to get back to that. And I think what happens is, is when these incidents happen, we start mm-hmm. talking about race. I'm saying, wait a minute, there's something, it's a spiritual thing. There's something going on in our communities that has much more to do than race. It's the fact that if you don't have a father in your home, or as Mr. Smith says, I was a pimp. Right. I mean, think about what that does to a young man. My dad's a pimp. He was a hustler. He was a gangster. So you know what? I'm, I'm going to be right. Right. I'm going to keep it real. And guess what? F the popo. Right. And right. that's the narrative. Right. But, and those bad and thoughts. Then, and, you know, but police can also earn the trust, you know. So it, they, well, it, and they do. And they do every day. This is what kills me, Marty, is that is the idea that, yes, these things happen. You're, you're, the points that you're making are not untrue. And these incidents did happen. But for every one of those incidents, there were police officers that uh, went out into the community and went into the schools sure, and went into, uh, by, by orders and orders of magnitude w- above and beyond those incidents. Sure, and the police are having a positive effect and doing positive things. And the fact, here's my point that I'm going to make right now. Uh-huh. My point is that, is that uh, the camera is not pointing at those cops when those things are happening the 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 media is not welling up and going hey look at this look at these cops that are out there helping the uh the community look at these cops that are out there you know serving the public and being a positive you know because that doesn't because nobody watches that show 
Yeah. People want to watch the show where the bad stuff happens. And again, it doesn't negate that the bad thing happened, but it is, it is a, there is a lopsided, uh, uh, um, uh, lopsided uh, perspective in sure. terms of what is reported. Well, they should be because right. they, they, I want them be held to, to be held to a very high standard. Yeah. Well, you do you, and, to, and, and would, and, but do you think, so, so in other words, you, you, you would only recommend that, uh, that it be pointed out when they're fucking up and not pointed no, out. That's not that what I said at all. So the media could not be a, a force for good in terms of the police relations. Could the media be a force for good in terms sure. of police relations? Yeah. No, Mark, I don't think, I, I won't dispute, man, that, you know, uh, if I talk about how fragile the human condition is, right? I won't dispute that as just human beings, we need to be more, uh, loving towards so I don't want to sit here and act as if, like, you know, there's pure purity, if that's a way to use the word, on both sides of the issue. You know, I'm not saying that there's a rip, but I also say that we have, to, we have to be honest, too, and say, well, part of the rip is also us. And we have to also talk oh, about yeah, our dude. own. Dis- I mean, look, sure. if you look at Milwaukee, man, like it said, like, 48 hours before this young man was shot, right, nine people were shot and five people. Right. You know, there's a no, sure. Black folks I, that's shot no, up. but that that you is that is that is not my point though. My point is just about the police themselves. When you see the the video of the that woman woman, um, I think in Albuquerque who was in uh, in just getting beaten by police mm-hmm. while she was in jail, like just because she had posters on her wall, like they. The, because the police have the power, they have to be held to a, a, a very high standard. What power of, do they have? When you say power, like because what I'm saying is, I think like we, you're saying power. I don't understand what power. When like what power do they? Well, have? The, they they have the authority, I should say, mm-hmm. and they exploit that. There are cases where they exploit it, and probably in 95 percent they don't. But in I'd those 98 percent, sure. Okay, but in I those mean, two per, two percent. Not acceptable, you know. Dude, and I'm, I will say and that's this. why they have to be held accountable. And that's, and that's why we—that's that's why we need the the transparency, and we need to address it when well, it happens. I, I, so, if I, you're a parent and you're like parenting your child, and and the only time you're ever interacting with them is when they're fucking up. I mean, what kind of kid do you end up with? You know, if you're not using positive reinforcement, and if you're like overlooking all of their all of the good things they do, but no, they're home late, or that homework assignment wasn't done, or they did whatever, and you're screaming at them all the time. I just don't know how effective uh, that is as a as a parenting style, and I think the the metaphor is it works, you know, in my mind. I you know it's sort of like well, it's in other words, if you're say, if you're agreeing you're agreeing to ninety five percent, you're agreeing to five percent. The problem is five percent, and would you would you then say that the media coverage of police is equal to that five percent? Um. Well, I wanted to be stopped. You know, and no, it doesn't no, happen no, in I'm other. I'm asking you. I'm saying, is it is it commensurate with the 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 five percent? This isn't about the media. This is about these problems in the police. And how do you? How would you know about what problems there there are without the media? How do you even know that it's happening? Well, they, that's another problem too. That's why we want body cameras. That's why we want transparency. Well, but how, even if there were body cameras, how would you find out that there's a problem without the media? Okay, so but that still doesn't. Okay, what? How would you find out, Marty? With without the media, how would you know? Sure, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the problems of the police. Okay, and and so am I. And I'm saying that the the it far outweigh that the problems that that in the police department are far outweighed by the not you you the ninety five percent is your number, and I'm just and and I'm saying that the media is an element. You're saying that it's not, and I'm saying it's not 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 to my conversation, like what I'm talking about. I'm t- talking about the problem. I'm not talking about how it's portrayed in the media. 
But, um, buddy, I have a question well, for you. That, I, have except, a, I have a question for you. Except the way change... it is pr- pr- portrayed in the media is not uh, equal to the problem. It's exaggerated because only the 5% is played in the media and the 95 is not. And so the perspective that is created is, is skewed. I think it's important, though, because yeah. I feel like for a long, 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 long time, it wasn't in the media at all. And the only time that I knew that black people were being treated unfairly by the police was when Dave Chappelle made a joke about it. So, you know, I mean, we have social media now. Of course, it's going to get skewed. We didn't have that before. So it's it's impossible for it not to be blown out of proportion. But it's important. It's the same things with, in my opinion, it's the same thing when that Brock Turner raped a girl and then got let off. And then all of a sudden, now everyone's realizing 97% of rapists aren't being prosecuted. It's the same thing as pointing out in the Olympics that Michael Phelps wins a silver medal and then really tiny under that, we talk about a woman who won gold. That kind of stuff I don't feel like was being pointed out. African-American woman won gold. Yeah, yeah, until... They didn't <laughs> don't know her show, name, though. They didn't even show no, her I ceremony on it. Simone Manuel. Yeah, I do. I do. But, Simone Manuel. So it's Stanford. like, obviously it's... Skewed, and we're only going to see the bad stuff because it's hard to see the heartwarming stuff if it doesn't involve like a kitten in the video. But like, at least we have it now. Yeah. I, I mean, it sucks. And I've seen videos about police doing good things and having like these big barbecues with black communities yeah, yeah. and answering yeah. questions and doing that whole thing. And like, black people uh, were talking to them and being like, I feel like you're trying to bribe us. And like, you know, you know, having those like, conversations and open forums and like that that stuff it's it's not going to get as much coverage as a live video of a man being shot in front of a four-year-old in the back seat of a car but it does i think it's good that it exists well marty's point i think is 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 what you're saying right like i when when my 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 white friend over here Mm -hmm. we have these conversations we i'm italian we always always, always say the default is as i say we're not loving one another we're not yeah absolutely so i think i see the spiritual point that you're making yeah yeah. you spirituality because i'm that guy yeah yeah Um, oh well welcome to me yeah did you meet yourself yeah hi Giselle. Uh, um and i'm saying if that so if i were to read into what you're saying you're you know it's the it's the tragedy of these deaths that hurts you so you're saying i would just love if we were more loving towards each other absolutely yeah and i and i think the mistake that we can all make is if we start just you know, creating a narrative and what Cassandra's saying is kind of true. It's like we create this narrative that, you know, the police are bad and, and we create this narrative that, you know, or we perpetuate this, I shouldn't say create, we perpetuate this narrative that, um, you know, black people are under siege. Right. Like I said, those bad thoughts become words, those words becomes actions, and those actions become habits. Right. And, and so what I'm so, saying is... There's some very scary footage of, of Black Lives protesters, uh, BLM protesters, saying just horrible things about absolutely. the police. Absolutely. And, and, so, and so what I'm saying is, and believe it or not, when you have a movement like that, and you get people who are, who, like I said, who don't have any type of... Like, look, we're having a conversation here, and Cassandra brought up a good point. So we can bring up the point that, yeah, okay, Michael Phelps wins his, his, uh, his gold medal. We don't hear anything about Simone Manuel. Right. right now, once again, I'd say before we jump his to silver medal, his, his, his silver medal, and we say, but before but I say, two gold medals. Well, wait, what I don't want us to no, do but is, he's but he's Michael I, Phelps, so I think silver yeah. kind of counts as gold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Michael, oh, yeah. Because everything yeah. he touched turns to gold. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. got that's the Midas right. touch. That's right. Um, his, but I think his bong, his bong, his bong, his bong yes. <laughs> turned to gold. Now, now, see, now, now there's a, now there's a good point right there, Giselle. Why is it that why can we not now have the conversation now that Michael Phelps, the greatest Olympian that has ever lived, smokes? weed why can we not have the conversation that maybe it's not an evil 
you know, because Michael Phelps had to come out and say that he fucked up. Yeah, if he and wanted please to keep don't all take me okay. Please don't take me off the Wheaties box. <laughs> he but can in the, now. I know, he can now. and you're done. and you're done. right. He, but in the back of our minds, we all know we're now. like, yeah, whatever, Michael. You're smoking weed. We all yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. would have been better if he oh, didn't yeah. get like a DUI and <laughs> stuff too. I right. know how I weed makes you so fast. I thought he was going to go. I retire, and the next inhale will be. We have it under the table. That would be. I'm officially retired. I mean, he. I mean, if you if you put if you do the math, he was doing bong hits while he was. I mean, he's been in the last five Olympics, so he weed has been a part of his training program his entire time. Yeah, yeah. So pressure being an Olympic Olympian. That's exactly exactly right. Let's talk about that. There's a lot of. Steroids to calm him down. That's true. He's right, calm right, down right. from the week. No, t- t- so that he doesn't freak All the, out in the week. The testosterone rage that he's yeah. feeling. Okay, buddy, I have a question yeah, for you. Um, oh wait, but I wanted to say something about oh, what he said. Oh, go ahead. Do you mind if I start talking? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's actually this funny app that I found out about, and it's women can use it in business meetings, and they're supposed to click when a man is talking and when a woman is talking and see how the ratio. Oh, nice. Is. Oh. And I thought about pulling it up, but then I was like, "Nah, eh, he's black. You should talk about it." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, so what? Yeah, so, so, so if yeah. I understand this app, so in other words, everybody's in a room looking at their phone, no, clicking on something. No, no. Just okay. the, I want to put this app up. Just okay. Add black to it. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Click when a black person talks. Click right. When a woman talks. So there'd be like an affirmative action Asian logarithm guy. that would be that you, your clicks would count more, well, and you'd I, be able no, to. No, no, that clock count more. It's I get just a, a timer. It's not huh? like it clicks. But that's what I'm saying. He would get extra time because it's yeah, because yeah. of affirmative yeah. action. Because yeah. he's yeah. like, oh, I should talk, but uh, the black timer's going. And, and if you start talking, you get like a little buzz. Like it's, yeah, you get electrocuted. Yeah, pretty much. Or at least a fear in my heart. Um, I with the whole thing about black people feeling under siege. I think. Um, an example of that, if we wanted to look at um, white people, uh, if we want to, um, is <laughs> yeah, um, the the crazy Trump supporters, the crazy racist, um, psycho. We love our guns so much, mm-hmm. Trump supporters, um, and I think that media outlets like Fox News and things like that amp up the whole thing that your whiteness is under siege. And so, and you see a lot of that kind of anger and it's not the same anger as the Black Lives Matters movement, but I feel like it's, it's being amped up by the same kind of but, energy. So check this out, Sandra. You ready for this? This may shock you, right? Mm-hmm. My father, who is black, mm-hmm. is a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. Wow. Is your father a Trump supporter? My dad is dead. I'm sorry. Your mother. Your mother is uh, same. I get them mixed up. Your mother. Since I've never met either Just one of them. Just got really chilly in here. The, uh, well, hey, who doesn't? You know what sure, I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Right? She's got th- three kids. She was a pimp kids. and a drug Do you talk to your dad about politics? Yeah. Well, okay. I'm, I'm from Texas, man. Well, that's what here's, we do. here's that's what I... That's why. I'm from Texas, Texas and barbecue goes, you know, and, and this is what I'm saying about the black community is, uh, is that, you know, look, my dad voted for Obama twice because he was black. Right. You know, and, and, and to him, um, and, 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 you know, Cassandra brings up the point, right, that like these racist, well, like, well, what's my dad? Is he a racist? Is he a gun loving fool? Well, you know, for black My people. My entire Cuban family fucking loves Trump. And I, know. I wonder but, but you the see same what I'm thing. saying? But it's not about wondering. I think that there's a, there's a, there's a, I, as I told John, when this whole phenomenon started happening, I started asking myself, well, we had went to a Bible study and then the rabbi had talked about sometimes, this was in more regards to, he was talking about relationships with your peers or your wife. And he would say, sometimes when you're in the fight or you're in an argument, he'd say, we don't really 
try to see the situation when we're in it, right? So we just automatically have a reaction to something without thinking about, well, let me think about what the other person is, is actually trying to say to me. So we take a step back and we try to see it for what it is. And, and I, and I, when I talk to my father, when he says he speaks my language, I'm like, he actually does. My dad articulates to me the things that are important to him. He actually does. And so, um, it's not denying that there are not racist people, but I don't believe that there weren't any racist people before Trump started running. And oh, then, no, I know. Yeah. I think and I don't believe that. that and I, and then bringing I, them out of their yeah, nasty but, but that's yeah. the same, but that's, Right, right. You know it what? somehow legitimizes their, their but views. But doesn't Hillary Clinton legitimize that too? Because remember, when, when did he become racist? Before or after she attended his wedding? See, that's what I'm saying. So what, where, where are we being... Where are we being... I don't know if attending I think a... I Donald Trump just saw... I don't want to get on Trump I'm just saying... A ripe voter base yeah. and was like, oh, I'm going to go for that. Because I feel like the Republican Party for a while has been kind of on the down. Knock, knocking at those like crazy think- people doors because they make up more of the country than I think we all See, realize. I, I, disagree, I disagree with that only because I say that, you know, traditionally, and I'm not saying, once again, remember, guys, this is Trump. Trump, by all means, is, is a whole nother phenomenon. You know, but I'm saying I think once again, if we make blanket statements like we're talking about the police or we're talking about the Republican Party, we don't even talk about the history of it. So we say, well, how can someone black or or, or Hispanic or Asian or whatever be Republican? I go, there's a legacy. Oh, I of know where my family is. But I'm there's a legacy of a group who who freed slaves who said, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna do something here to protect <clears throat> the civil rights of these people. And so I think once again, when we start making these broad generalities about well, and, they, uh, and, and Republicans overwhelmingly passed the civil rights movement, absolutely sixty four, like by by yeah. order an order of magnitude. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying. So, I think like like when I just brought my point about my dad, I'm just saying once again is we need to take a step back and say, well, you know, uh, what can we do to take care of one another, love one another? What can we do to come together? And and I think we have to talk truth, like Marty was talking about the police, because we're saying on, on Milwaukee thing, mm-hmm. and saying that well. Marty brought up a point, and I'm saying, you know, right, Marty, but we got to do it both ways, right? No, I've always said that. You know what I'm saying? We can't just harp on the police and say, you know, they're all bad. And and, and when we talk about the procedures, like, no, the procedures are in place. It's just that these. No, the procedures are wrong. No, they're not. I think they are. The rules of engagement. Well, what I'm saying is. I think that they're. they. When is a police. When I say, give me a specific example where you say the procedures. Like, first of all, have you been a cop? No, I haven't. So I'm saying, do you know the procedures? Well, I I've seen the Tamir Rice video. That's not the, the, what I'm saying. Like I said, those I don't see how that is following procedure. Well, once again, like I said, he was not charged. To to, to I mean, he to, was not convicted. Well, I know, the, but once again, but that's my point. Is if he wasn't convicted, then the grand jury felt, and it's look, the young man died. We 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 look at it. As you and I, we go, this young man, he's 12 years old, and he's pointing a gun. What the hell were they thinking, right? That's what we think. But we also say, well, the grand jury. This right. case was brought to a grand jury, and they said, we're not going to indict these officers. So we have to ask ourselves, well, did they follow procedure? Right. Most of the time, cops get convicted on whether or not they... Like the, the then cop- the procedure's wrong. If, they, if the grand jury decided that they followed procedure, then the procedure is wrong. Well, with the procedure of what? If you're pointing a gun at someone, like John said. You know, look, the difference... You got to ask yourself this honestly, Marty. You have to ask yourself and say, if I'm a police officer, if I'm threatened... Or I feel threatened. What's the difference? And I think we're not granting that. No, they. As a police officer, you have to say, "How can I protect the community? I chose this job. I know it's a high risk job. It has a, you know, uh, being a fisherman has four times the death rate but, than police officers. But fishermen, but but fish aren't jumping at police officers with guns. Fish, you know, what I'm saying when you roll up on a boat on a fish and you drop that bait in the water. You know what I'm saying? You're reeling the fish in. If I pull up and I see somebody waving a gun. That would be a great reality show. Like if you had fish 
that, and, you, and you weaponize weaponize the fish, <laughs> and then send the fishermen out into the lake to face the weaponized fish. All right. I would I would fishermen watch that. Fishermen are so, fighting Poseidon. That's nothing compared to the. Let's black move community. on from this, and and I want to from, from find weaponized out, fish. You want to move off of weaponized. I want to ask Buddy. I want to find out more about Buddy. Oh, okay. just, just uh, one last thing I want to add. You were saying uh, something about us coming together, being more loving. Oh, I really like this part. Uh, this is what I'm experimenting with these days, is uh, for me to do more listening than talking. Good for a podcast. Uh, so I was on the... She's been crushing it. Yeah, I know. You've been killing it today. <laughs> People are going to listen in and, and like, man, she was Jane great. pointed out that we, you and I weren't talking enough. You, you uh, also head out into, we'll the, into the community and hug people. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I've been been enjoying having conversations with people uh, on the bus, on the airplanes, in you know that I don't know people that I don't know, and just uh, ask a few questions, get them to start talking about their story or whatever is important to them, and I just listen. Do you and, ever regret? Uh, no, not so much. Not so much because I decide to find them interesting. I decide to. You decide to find them. No, but that's yeah. True. I you know that's find beautiful. I love that. I, yeah. I, I decide to uh, give them the space to be heard. I think that's a huge and thing I, that you just said. You decide to find them interesting. I think that no, it is. I think yeah. that's how any anything that you're going to accomplish starts with deciding to do it. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think that's a big deal. Yeah. And uh, it's my hope that if people, more people feel heard, then they feel a little calmer and just we can calm things down. First step, listen, calm things down. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm trying. Um, you, buddy was listening to me the whole time I said it's really nice you, you do like, good you do good he's, he's like I see Cassandra's finger on that button on you know she, on her, she, on her she app, the app. Yeah. She if she, the app. Yeah. do you have the app open really no I oh, don't right. you know what I'm deferring all answers to Cassandra I'm just going to go like that yeah, yeah. Gonna point. you ask me a question Marty I'm yeah. pointing I'm going to ask you about your history and, and you'll be like yeah. Well, yeah, I grew up in yeah. uh, Chicago as a black man. Yeah. No, uh, he, my question is, how do... Got into, stu- uh, got, got into stunts and... <laughs> buddy, how, name's not buddy, but how does a black family dubbed. end up in Montana? I think I smell a new character coming. Uh, how does a black family end up in Montana? <laughs> How's a black family up in Montana? Um, my, my father... Because uh, you were born there, the right? Military. Yes, I was born in Great Falls, uh, Montana, and my father was uh, stationed there. In the military, uh, and uh, another military brat. Yes, we're so thank horrible. you. Yeah, thank and, you. And you know what's funny about, about that? Me. My dad that. is is, is a character, you know. And my dad said it was one of the funny thing was it's like we were like at that time the only black family uh, on the base, uh-huh. let alone the state of Montana. <laughs> yeah, right. So 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 he always tells this funny story where he's driving down the street and he sees another black guy and they like literally stop. <laughs> And they get out and they threw a party that night, you know? That and, is yeah, awesome. Yeah. And his name was, and he's, and I mean, he's passed away now, but he became my, you know, my they became uncle. friends. Yeah. They became friends. Oh, that's and fantastic. Uncle Leo LeBlanc, you know, and, oh, and uh, Leo, and so, Leo of Montana. Yeah. yeah, yeah but, but, you know, they were both in the military and, uh, oh, it's kind of funny, but my mom apparently like didn't want to leave when my dad's tour there was up. She did oh, not nice. want to leave because didn't want know, to leave Montana. Didn't want to leave Montana. Beautiful country. Beautiful country. You know, they're from the south. My family's all from Texas, Louisiana. So my dad's like my mom's like, you know, mountains and snow and you know, she didn't grow up with those things. So, mm-hmm. uh yeah, that's how we ended up there, man. You know? And then nice. I lived in, in England, then we lived in Texas, and now I'm here in Los Angeles. Where in Texas? Uh, little, well, lived in Austin, went to state uh, school at San Marcos, and then uh Port Arthur, Texas is where my family hails from. Uh, the Tri City, Port Arthur, Beaumont. You know. Beaumont. Beaumont. 
Yeah, a little south uh, comes out when you say that. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I messed up. Cassandra, you're supposed to answer that for me. Yeah. Uh, I was going to comment that I feel like a lot of southern things sound French. <laughs> oh. That's for a reason. I think Actually. it is. I think, yeah, yeah that's right. Acadians. French people in Louisiana. Louisiana. Now, why would they do that? Why would the French head down to Louisiana? Louisiana. I mean, down to. Uh, um, yeah, Louisiana. Yeah. Right? I'm yeah. glad that they did. If they didn't, we wouldn't have the Midge. Is he Cajun? He's yeah, he's from Louisiana, and he's half. Can he French do that Cajun half... accent? No, he's pretty articulate. But I've re- <laughs> I've heard him have conversations on speaker with his dad, and like he'll I'll hear Stephen. Oh, sorry, the Midge respond, but then. I'll hear like the other voice on the phone and like, and 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 I'll be like, what the fuck? Is that a cattle auctioneer? Essentially, like man and 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 hurricane, and I'm like, what? Well, is his family okay? Yeah, his family is okay. They have well, he's got some aunts and uncles who had to be relocated because of the flood because they do live in Baton Rouge. Oh my god! But um, yeah. his mom and dad are okay. Giselle, so. you know, Cassandra and the Midge are going on a trip together. Wow, this is a big step for big you. Step. We're going to Paris for New Year's. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. New Year's. Mm-hmm. This is a big commitment. The Midge is my boyfriend. Oh, okay. You call the Midge. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's very he's politically like, incorrect. He's, he's, he's the he's, Midge as in midget. Yeah, he's yeah. shorter than me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's like 4'1 yeah. yeah, in, like yeah. yeah. in heels. 4'1 okay. in heels. Simone, what's her face, towers over him. Have you guys traveled together? Um, we went down to Yuma to see my mom together once Aww. for like a couple of days, but that's it. So, and you don't live together. No, we don't. This is a, this is a big step. Mm-hmm. This is going to be very illuminating because we'll you're going to be together. Are you going to be in, you're going to be in hotel rooms, of course. Separate. No, we were going to separate. On the well, I don't know if you like knew somebody there or no, something. He, like his you're... mentor from college has an apartment there that we can use. That but, is But awesome. the mentor won't be there. Mm-mm. So you are essentially going to be sharing a home together. Yeah, that'll be our first time spending the night. <laughs> wow! I'm just kidding. You're gonna tweet pictures. Tweet. Yeah, tweet pictures. As wow. it happens, one button undo tweet, mm-hmm. another button undo mm-hmm. tweet. <laughs> oh, this, see how many. It's killing me. The tension yeah. is killing me. The, how many people report me on Twitter because of that? Actually, no. Twitter is allowed. If you keep it stuff. close enough up, you just can call it art. I understand. Extreme close-up. Nobody know what they're looking at. I'm going to come back so artsy from Paris. Is it a hair or is it a night sky scene of a river? Is it like your your butt or is it your palm of your hand or something? That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. Post it on Reddit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do Do you read comic books, buddy? No, I don't, man. Oh. No, no. When I, when I was a child. Does anyone here besides Marty I'm read with comic you. books? When I was a child, I did. But I didn't read, no. like, I read, like, Batman. And I, oh. I have like not since I was a kid. No, because DC, they have this rebirth thing where, you know, they've retooled the whole universe. So now, like, uh, Superman has a beard. They're rewriting history. Yeah. And They're um, revisionists. Superman has a beard. Time. Aqualad is Aqualad is gay and uh, Aqualad is gay. No, Aqualad. Uh, oh, Aqualad. Like everyone like, yeah. knew that there's Aquaman no, was gay. Wait, there's no more Aquaman. He's Aqualad. No, no, no. no. Yeah, uh, uh, no. There's two. There's Aquaman, there's Aquaman and, and Aqualad, Aqualad. Yeah. and they're and they're gay. Yeah, but will Aqualad no, no. grow up gay. to be Aquaman? Kind of like how like the rappers <laughs> drop the Lil after a while, and he's just Wayne. <laughs> well, Lil Wayne never dropped it, but like 
Bow Wow, for example. Oh, he yeah. was little Bow Wow. He was little Bow Wow, Bow-wow. and then he went Bow Wow. And then so uh, Aqualad will become Greenland turns a woman, uh, uh-huh. and uh, they're. You know, and it's just weird because you. This like, makes you very happy, doesn't it? No, I. You know, I. No, I kind of preferred it the other way. Well, because you, you're, you know, they're obviously trying to get new readership or bring breathe life into these things, but they're so they're they're established sort of characters, and people like freak out when they change it. Just like, you know, when a TV series runs for ten seasons and then they change one thing, it's like, oh, you know, what happened to you know Diane? Who's like this? one of the actors, like without saying anything, just all of a sudden there's a new Darren on right. The Witch. Yeah, you know? there you go. No, no mention of it <laughs> that it's a different guy. Which is why I prefer like. I the feel like t- you could get away with that shit back then, though. You probably could. Yeah, yeah. I no. didn't. Exactly. I couldn't. I couldn't tell the difference. Dazzled by the mechanism of television, Dick that York, they didn't yeah. Dick Sargent, the they, they looked alike to me. <laughs> hey Marty, I have a question because I don't read comic books. Yeah. But wasn't there a controversy about like an Asian character in in, in, a Mar- in the Marvel or DC world? Well, um, right? there is a, a new comic book called New Superman, where Superman this they make a Chinese Superman. Yeah, like Shanghai. that could happen. He they gave him. Did a, China make their own yeah, Superman? Exactly. Did he come exactly. From Actually, they did. Krypton. No, no, they they the they. they it was just some teenager on the street, and they bathed him in. You know, is he a villain? Uh, he's a no. He's a hero. He's super. Hello. Does he like oh, eat good. every China anything with a heartbeat? <laughs> um, yeah. What do you Isn't mean? That, I just think of it, like you go by an Asian market and there's like animals hanging from the that you don't even, you can't even identify. Very them. stinky Asian markets. <laughs> I got. I, How dare what? You. what? What do you want me to say? Not because of the people. <laughs> Well, how do you know? Do you go in there and sniff around until you decide that it's no, not? No, I go in there and I try to buy meat, and I'm like, you know what? I take it back. I don't want this pork because it smells like fish. Because everything in here smells like fish. Well, then that's not a good. So that's fish. not a good market. It's then. not a great market. No, so there's a, a market you, called Hawaii Market where they have great seafood there, and they have uh, they have live turtles that they'll slaughter for you that, that you can eat that you can uh. eat. So what they like? They, they have to wait till their little head comes out. And then they go to chop it, and then the head goes back in. Yeah. And the turtles start fucking with them. Yeah. Trying to hit him. You're ruining my butcher block. Oh, damn it, I'm trying to make a sale. Aren't Get you supposed to be slow? And they also sell, um, in the freezer section, they sell whole armadillos. This is what I'm talking about. And You're ra- now making and raccoons my and Where? rattlesnake. Is that here? Yeah. That Anything yeah, with like a heartbeat. Four, it's like 10 miles away from boop, here. Boop, boop, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. No, it's boom, dead. Boom. That thing oh, is dead. Me. It's ready. Eat me, China. But anyhow, my point about the DC rebirth is like I'm not interested in it because you know they're these are because you're old. Uh, no, just DC rebirth. I'd rather I'd rather not see the right audience. <laughs> not the right audience. No, I'd rather see new stories with new what? characters. I don't get you. I don't what? get what you're saying. I think she's saying people like comic books. Everybody likes comic what? books. Really right, but I'm saying like the pre- the person that's not going to be into the change is going to be the old person, right? Like oh, that the, does make sense. That's what I was trying oh, to yeah. say. Yeah. yeah, we have. Clarity. I thought you were saying oh, like, that, oh, you're too old a, for comic too books. Old. No, 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 no. I've seen Comic Con books. Yeah, yeah. Well, Marty, does the, does the change reflect like <laughs> illiterate substance of the character? Like, why don't you like the change? Well, because they these are sort of old timey characters, and I'd rather and. You know, you want new heroes. I'd rather have new heroes. Well, I, they, I'm more interested in the new Superman. Replacing the old ones. I mean, does no, that no, mean no. They're, they're just they're okay, just, so this changing is just their backstory. All, this is another stream of characters. Right, right. And like you know, Superman died, but then the, a new Superman came from an alternate universe. So it's like 
what you know then then don't have him die or, or you're just fucking with people but if but like if, i'd rather okay. have like just a, a finite story you know game of thrones is going to do seven seasons fine with that and then eight. like eight sorry sorry and eight. Uh, so, damn it wow <laughs> wow you, you can watch it again too you know um spoiler alert yeah. oh just told us how many seasons oh, spoiler yeah. do you know what chi- what boy is in chinese uh no nanhai oh super nanhai i'm just trying to cuz it's aqua super, super, yeah, super super nanhai what is aqua in uh in Chinese. Chinese, yeah. That's super well, Let's find out, Google. Right. Well, I, I have, Marty, I have friends who read comics. I've worked in a couple of Marvel things, you know, in my career. And, and so I just, you know, I would actually get teased about that amongst my colleagues because when I was working on Civil War and, and you know, they're gearing up for the Black Panther. And they're uh-huh. like, buddy, you don't know who the Black Panther is? And I was like, I, I mean, you know. I watched Fat Albert, man. So I, I didn't really. Well, I remember there was, was like a was, there so. was a. I don't remember who the character was, but they when I was a kid, they tried to kind of push through this black superhero. Who was it? It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the Hawk. Well, they're doing right? Luke Cage now. Yeah, Luke was, Cage, Man of Steel. Cage, no, uh, but they're back. I'm yeah. just saying it was a bad comic, and I just remember thinking that they, it was sort of just like they were trying to. It was just because he was black, and like the comic was. Like, who was that? Luke that, Cage, probably. Was it okay? Yeah. It's like yeah. I mean, he had a big afro, and he had like the shirt that was open to his belly. I mean, he just he. <laughs> yeah. They. I mean, <laughs> it's coming out on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, you know, but I don't think they're so keeping that low. No, he's, he's bald, and a dude yeah. like I saw the trailer. And some of my yeah, oh, my colleagues that worked on it and. Uh, what, the dude is huge. Man. He's like, what were some of the fun stunts that you've done? Oh, man. That's also crazy. You know what, man? I mean, any of them. You were in Las Vegas shooting Born Ident- or the new Jason Born, Born. Jason Bourne when, when, when Julie and I were in Las Vegas and we were looking across the street and I was like, I th- what, didn't I talk to you on the phone or text you or something? I'm like, hey, they're shooting this huge movie yeah. here. And you're like, yeah, I'm working on that. Yeah. I'm here doing that movie. I'm dangling yeah. from a yeah, rig. Exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They yeah. were, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a hard question, man. I, I think we generally enjoy it. What did you do on Born then? Um, it was, I was one of uh, Tommy Lee Jones's, me and another guy were like one of their henchmen. Kind of, um, or, you know, uh, oh, yeah. that's so, awesome. So, you know, just kind of hung out and, you know. Did you get shot? Uh, yeah. Nice. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> we die, bro. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> we rarely live. How many, how many concussions have you had? Zero. Yeah. Oh. No, no, I've had a. <laughs> you can't say that out loud because that would like that would infringe on your ability to work if if something no, if yeah. you said out loud. No, 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 it's it's had. a part. I've had, I've had a. You know, do they? You talk were just telling me. Can you tell? Do you mind? Yeah, I mean, people? I probably had one that was like you know where I was like you Rrr. just were out cold. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And then one, and then one where you know you you, you fall down, you get your bell rung. You know, those kind of things. But that's tell, part. Tell them how you went out cold. Tell them what happened. That's part for the course. Tell them what happened. It's get, it's not bad. Tell them how you know how you got caught in the bridge and stuff. Well, tell them, Marty tell them the story. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, it's yeah. the top. It's the top of the hour, and you're listening to the Nooner Show on the Smodcast Radio Network. Okay. <laughs> do it. Do, do it again. It's the top of the hour, and you're listening to the Nooner Show on the Smodcast Radio Network. Yay! Um, it's four minutes past. Yeah, that's hard, Marty. No, what? Well, well, oh, well, then we'll skip that question. How no, did you hear? Her, how'd you get the? How'd you get your clock wrong or whatever? <laughs> this time, wrong. this Belt. time, yeah. Uh, you get your clock fixed. You, you know, you just, you just, uh, I can't, if I would explain it, you guys have all watched movies where uh, you'll see bodies get like blown backwards. Have you ever seen like a big, I don't know if you watched that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, that mechanism is what we call a ratchet. So you're attached to a wire and you, you get yanked back. And you're wearing a harness, right? Yeah, wear a harness. Yeah. It pulls you back from your middle section, but well, your feet and your, your arms. Are, they'll, they'll, what's called a pick, or so they'll take a what's called a shackle and they'll attach it to your harness and they attach the line in different parts. So, you know, mid-back, high-back. It just depends on where you're supposed to land. Yeah. Does it pull you back super hard? Yes. Ugh. Yes. But, you know, it just, but it all depends on the shot. So, it depends on, you know, more or less what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, mine was, I just got blown back and um, a piece of my wardrobe caught on a piece of the set. And I so, it was your fault. My head, I hit my head and uh, there you have it. There you have it. There you have it, you know, and then you go, oh, got my bell rung and. You go to the hospital, get checked out, and went to work the next day. Wow. You know, um, you know, but there's scary. definitely a concussion protocol. I mean, there's people that have not been, and in my case, I call it getting my bell rung. There's yeah. people who've actually, one of my friends is moving to Vermont because he's had over the years multiple, over 25 concussions, and he's got traumatic brain injury, so he's no oh, longer wow. in the business. Kind and of- that, and that, by the way, in our business is not, once again, like he's in protocol. It's, it, look, it's a, calculated risk we do everything in our power to minimize it right if it were 100 percent safe it wouldn't be called stunts but it's it's very rehearsed so a lot of the times there can be operator error or there's times when it could just be you know it's it's a law of averages you do yeah this, you do this enough and you yeah. know what you forgot that you had that piece of clothing hanging out you know you yeah, know, you know and, and the set is what it is so you know it's uh sure it's a, it, I, I've it's, done, a re, it's a reality you know people in our industry unfortunately uh, get hurt, but it's like I said, it's a very calculated risk, and it's one of those things that you know, happens. I mean, bumps and bruises is one of my, what's one of my one of my friends calls it. My my one <laughs> my one stunt, I actually got stunt pay, and actually had to go up and rehearse like right near your house, actually up at uh, what should we call it studios up there? What's the one right by your house? <laughs> Which one? Uh, uh, Santa Cruz Studios. Yeah, and uh, uh, and. In the rehearsal, I'm dropped from the ceiling. I'm in a in a vest or whatever, and they have to sort of it's it's a it's a strange. You I mean you know what it is? It's like a series of pulleys that kind of mm-hmm. slows you down, so you free fall for just a second. But then the pulleys, so it looks like you're falling straight down to the ground, but in fact you're being slowed the yeah, whole way you're down. Decelerating, but they decelerating. So they they miscalculated it, and the first time through, I hit the I hit the mat, which was a small mat. It couldn't be big because it was a table that I'm supposed to be falling on. And I hit it, and afterwards, I remember the stunt coordinator, I, I like went over to him, and I just sort of quietly said, uh, you know, because I, I felt silly. I, it had sort of knocked me. I couldn't quite, I was off balance a little bit yeah, or whatever. And I was like, just, I don't, I don't know what you guys do or whether you make adjustments or <laughs> whatever. But, but if it can happen I, I, that I don't of you right bonk now, myself and, yeah. and get my clock And he was, whole, he was horrified, and he went over, and it, it never, in fact, the next time down, I was like, three inches short of the thing and like in fact the first take the first take i didn't go all the way to the to the thing and i'm sitting there writhing around and, and i'm like two feet off the ground you know because it didn't right, go all the right, way down right. and it's so, always when, when you when you're coordinating a show you know and most of the time you want to use your act as much as possible you know yeah. that's the whole point is i was so proud So when that happens it's kind of like ooh, i felt know? like such a badass your boss looking at you like did you just hurt my actor yeah because, exactly because you know we're the expendable ones you know stunt guy boom Okay, buddy's hurt. Hospital. Yeah. Hey, call the next guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not supposed to hurt the actor. No, no, and that's why. That's why I didn't. That's why I didn't tell the director or anybody. I didn't want. I, I want to just. By the way. I, I know that it, it's so funny. The reason I brought that up is because when you were talking, I was like, "Oh my god, I bet I had a concussion." Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Concussion. Yeah. We think always like it's it's about lights out. You know? 
mm-hmm. where the concussion can be. Like, you know, if you guys have ever fallen off a bicycle or if you've been jogging, you know, anytime you kind of lose lose a little bit of vision, lose a little bit of uh, it, it, uh, your balance, that's a concussion, which that protocol is actually now being really enforced, not only in our business, but in the NFL. Right. Because, you know, it's just uh, prior to us having the technology, uh, and not even the technology, but the awareness of how to treat these things. People are now taking them serious because of the long-term effects that it has, and then of course people get on these pain meds sometimes, and you know, and it you know it, it's a problem that just just gets progressively worse as you get older. Yeah. Well, it, it, and it's it's I can't see it ever uh, getting fixed in the NFL. Like that's this trillion-dollar industry. That's industry right. exactly. There's right. just no no way yeah. it's ever going to get addressed. And so, when they right. when they pad their helmets more, they just hit harder. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing about pads, exactly man. Right. You know, it, it's it's the concussion. It's not about the pad, right? It's 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 like the the, it, the the actual blunt trauma may be minimized, but you know your head is still right. Your head's hitting the your head's hitting the inside of your skull. Your, your, your brain's your brain hitting the skull. Yeah, moving around on the brain still. Well, yeah. That's why you're not, su- I think, not supposed to shake babies. I believe that's part of the, that's that's pro- that of might the even reasons. be a law. Wait, yeah. Is it you're supposed to? I know, I not- know. Believe me, I've been through this. Hmm. Like I'm sitting there in the moment, they're screaming and yelling, and you're like, yes, do you shake the babies or no? And your brain, of course, is telling you, shake, shake the baby. baby. Shake the shake baby. Shake baby. Because you know, your subconscious don't hear the don't do the it hype. part. No, if you say to somebody, "Listen, uh, don't open the fridge," because I'm trying to set my jello, <laughs> the subconscious of the brain here open the fridge. Or you say, "Don't touch this wet paint." All you want to do, if someone say, "Don't touch the wet paint," what do you want to do? I want to touch. You it want to so touch bad. it? No, 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 no. That's what he touches it. He I does do. He doesn't even wait. think about it. You're, so no your subconscious don't even hurt. So when they say, "Don't shake the baby," don't press the big red button. You're, you, you, it make us want to shake the baby. It's like an itch. Do you know, do you they know, have to rephrase the ad campaign for babies. Shake the baby. Don't. No. <laughs> yeah. It's just science. Yeah. We're just it's just a proper makes u- sense to me. <laughs> That's well, how it, Spanish works. Do you remember, remember in Animal House when he's just sitting there in a in a chair at one point and he has like I don't know if it's like mustard or something and why does he have it in a cup or whatever? But some and he just sort of sitting there and he just looks down and he just pours it on the front of his shirt. Belushi, do you remember that? Yeah. Like to me, that's like the personification <laughs> of like what you're talking about. Is yeah. That something just said, "Well, don't spill that," and he just went, well, "Just spill it myself." <laughs> yeah. I, I related wearing very, a very, toga. I, yeah, wear a toga. I very much related to John yeah, Belushi. For I know. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's not surprising at all. Thank you. Um, all right, we're gonna go. Um, here we go. Set the Jello. Yeah. Coming at you in threes. Gonna put you at ease If you like it rough Well tough You can polish off Alright, so these are just three simple questions That I'm just gonna ask you um, I'm, a, I'm pointing to Cassandra Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I'll okay. answer first and then you can Oh, each of us are gonna answer? No, no That's how the softballs work We always answer Yeah, yeah. Right? and He's he's just making and Giselle, sure you might have to oh, talk to. Go with first. Okay, I'm yeah. ready to go. It's nice okay. to see someone, a gentleman, here. finally. Yeah, yeah. Rather than this the white man, who don't give a fuck oh, right. how much I talk. Um, <laughs> that's right. What's your favorite dessert? <laughs> brownies. Brownies. Do you like chewy brownies? Yeah, I like chewy brownies. The, like, you know, like the soft ones that are just that just warm. And- I saw uh, a th- <laughs> uh, there was a photo where. On the brownie, uh, each brownie they they showed you where in the pan that it was cut from. So if you wanted a centerpiece or 
corner piece. Mm-hmm. I'm a corner piece person. See me too. Yeah. Corner piece of the brownie. Absolutely. So you like the crusty part? Crusty, chewy. I like the contrast of of textures. Ah, so, and that gives you the highest percentage of both. That gives you, if you have the corner, that's the most. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like just like in lasagna too, you know. You like the corn lasagna. Yeah. You're, you're a center person? You're weird. No, I think. I just John's don't know that old. I would need he that second edge. <laughs> yeah, he puts it in a blender. Yeah. I'm just thinking I don't he know that I like need... to put his teeth in. <laughs> yeah. Do you eat your pizza backwards, crust first? No. Oh. no that, that's bizarre. That's weird. Do you uh, eat the crust at all on the pizza? Uh, yeah. Yeah, if it's good. Um, do you have it with ice cream? I'm sorry, say again. Brownie with ice cream? No. Just browning. Just browning, yeah. Nice. Just browning. Cassandra? Bread pudding. <sighs> Where's it? Where do you get... Good bread pudding. Ugh. Um, Masa has pretty good bread pudding. Oh, yeah. Is that figgy pudding? No, is that what bread pudding. Bready pudding. <laughs> but no, but what is is that? What are they? That's not what they call in England figgy pudding. Like in the, I think figgy oh. pudding is figgy pudding. I don't know what figgy pudding is. Bring us a figgy pudding. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's not bread pudding. No. Okay. All bread right. pudding is bread pudding. <laughs> um, I don't know how to make it. I've thought about making it before, but I felt like it's probably important that I don't learn how to make it. Or you just make it all the time. Yeah. It's kind um, of like French toasty type of thing, you know? It's egg. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Egg soaked in bread and sh- sh- sugar, brown sugar, caramel on top. Caramel. I don't even try it when I go to a lot of places because I just it's best that I don't know. Because right. of how much I fucking love bread pudding. Okay. So, right. wow. Wow. so self-control is, uh, that's it's all about the self-control. Yeah. It's like I love bread pudding and I also fight with self-control. <laughs> so I can't tell you my favorite places because I don't try them. All right. So all right. Good to know. But masa is pretty good. I have had that. Mm-hmm. That's just dope. John, do do oh. you, does you like to have little bits of whipped cream on top of there? I do like a little bit of whipped cream. I'm not a huge fan of having chocolate in it, but then again, most play, places will put chocolate in it and I just kind of deal. I had a place. Because that kind of takes over the chocolate? It's just, yeah, it's all I can taste. I actually had the bread pudding at Mess Hall and... Uh, they put pretzels with it. On no, the side. What's the best, no, where, where come did you on. have the best bread pudding you've ever had? Where it's was it? It's probably at Masa so far, and there's chocolate in it. So I know there's better bread pudding out there, and I just I don't I can't be the one to find out. I can't. It can't be me. Someone else. Needs I will to find search out. for you. I yeah, and then tell you. me where to go, and then I will have it at that one okay, spot. Okay. And make sure it's really like make it on like the west side, like a place I won't go to very. And have it be a place that's super expensive, I, so you can't really afford to right. do it more than once Sandra, a year. I think I may have the place. Where is it? Uh oh. Blood Souls Barbecue in Compton. Oh, fuck. I was just, oh, in, Compton? in Compton? Oh, because I just went to the one off of Melrose. Go to the one in Compton. <laughs> <laughs> why, why weren't you at the one in Compton? I, I don't know. I, she doesn't like chocolate what, in her yeah, breakfast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it's a little bit too much chocolate. I don't want chocolate in it or we got, chocolate we found serving it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, seriously, like, I was thinking, like, it's a, there's a long line. Uh-huh. It's like this, but it's Bledsoe's barbecue. It's really good barbecue. Do they do so Texas good. barbecue or do- it's it's can't do Texas barbecue in California, Marty? Is it really? Is it it's a chain? It's it. Well, I don't think it's a chain, but no. there are multiple locations. Yes, they just. Oh, you mean a chain? Them. Yeah, but they started in Compton. The original was on Long Beach Boulevard, uh-huh. and they have some bread pudding there. Dangerous. Yeah, because I didn't see bread pudding when I was at the All one right. in uh, off of like, field trip. Field trip. Yeah. Do they do they do brisket or ribs? Oh, brisket is all. Oh my god, brisket. Oh, I had both. They do ribs. They do ribs. It's good. I mean, and but the one in but the one in Compton is. 
like that's where it all started. So okay, well, that's got, good. I'll go try it there, and I probably won't go there very often. Right. And so you know what? It's a hall. I don't know where you live, but you know to go to Compton, you got to go like on the 105. I mean, it's a it's a it's a hall. Mm-hmm. It's a hall. Maybe and I'll do that. I have to go to the, the blue airport line. tonight, so maybe I'll do it yeah. before they yeah. swing the through there. Yeah. Wait, yeah, swing through Compton yeah. on the way, LAX. <laughs> you know when when I like you do. But but you know what? Maybe you should call because you know right. Maybe they don't have bread pudding because I don't. I think when I went there before they had it. Okay, yeah, because you know, they so didn't have it at the one that I went to. But right. but you say the barbecue is really good there it's too. It's really good. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's really good. You know, Woody's for a long time was real good barbecue, which is off uh, the original is off Slauson and Crenshaw, and then now uh, Bledsoe's is like I mean it's really, and, and you can't eat there too. Did you say is it the wet style or dry rub? The brisket is actually dry. Oh, you know, you know, it's it's dry. So, but do they do uh, ribs and chicken yeah, too? That's ribs. what I like. I, I like their chicken. Do they cook? The brisket yeah, all I heard day. that the chicken was like the kind of the underdog there because you would never go to a barbecue. I yes. would never go to a barbecue place and order yes. chicken. It's really good though. They're but the that's what they chicken. said that their yeah. chicken is like unreal. It's yeah, it's you know, it's you know, it's really like uh, it's not dry. It's moist. And, and all right, uh, well, I'm going back to Bloodsoul. But a long, but a long line. I, I got to warn you that it's like, I mean, it's like because it's not a place where you can sit down and eat. So it's not a restaurant. You know, you. It's, okay, yeah, this Woody's. is totally. Di- oh, Woody's. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like that where you just literally you stand in line, you go up to the little counter and you order and you wait till they call your number and mm-hmm. you have to obviously go find a place to eat. There's parks all around. There. Is that in Compton as well? Yes, in Compton. Okay, yeah, there's yeah. good places like that for like Hispanic food in like Panorama City yeah. where it's like yes. you have to like go to Panorama. You have to go to these rough neighborhoods, stand That's in right. line, get your stuff. And take it elsewhere, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's worth it. It's worth, yeah. I, I, I uh, Nate Thurman, uh, rest in peace, just passed away, uh, and he had a barbecue place up in San Francisco. Um, and I had the brisket in there one day, and it melted in my mouth, and is absolutely to date the best. Br- I've been chasing that brisket. In fact, I couldn't even get blood I couldn't even get the brisket in Nate's place afterwards. I went after that, and it was never as good. And I. And here's my question to everybody. Is it possible that it was just the sort of that it was that good because I had never had brisket that good and that there was an extra bump because it was the, the, the contrast between the brisket I'd had before so that maybe the brisket was that good afterwards, but I, it didn't seem as good. Like the first cut is the deepest kind of thing, right? Sure. Yeah. I think that's what was going on, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been chasing that fucking brisket ever since. So, so like I guess. It's junkie. So, well. I almost, I've almost given up. I almost don't even order brisket anymore, just because I don't want to be like disappointed. You should go to Bledsoe's. Well, real good. I think that's what I'm. I you know what? There's no, also no, a here. place in uh, uh, Grand Central, Grand Central Market downtown. They have some barbecue joint next to the Golden Road, and that's is pretty decent. It's Where like is Bledsoe's, it? though. Grand Central Market's downtown. It's like that big place with all the restaurants. But on Broadway, they just, they're just like, yeah, it's like, they yeah, it's like a big like warehouse type awesome. thing and it's just, yeah, it's really good if you want to go and just like eat a lot. All right. I think now that Stella is at Loxa, I have a feeling that I'm going to really get to you know should downtown go LA. Because yeah. yeah, it's really cool. Grand Central Market is great. Awesome. Yes. There's Egg yeah. Slut, which is like the, probably the most popular place and then I've had Really good, like pupusas and like Italian food, and like, and then I just had really good barbecue. Over so there it's like too. a big food court. Oh yeah, yeah. it's a giant yeah. food court. Yeah, and it's gonna be oysters. Good. It's good. There's like a bratwurst place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to lose weight. Listeners, <laughs> they have a parking. Cannot lot. see this, <laughs> so I don't have to walk very far and get my steps. I no, can just like roll up. Open my door, roll out, and just start shoving food into my mouth. Yeah, yeah, and it's not too expensive a parking lot either. I wish the listeners could see what is happening in John's eyes right now. 
he have gone somewhere my, my, deep inside my himself. Mouth, I, literally, I hand to God watering the inside <laughs> of my mouth. Yeah. Right you know, uh, next time it, it, we do uh, a a weekend show, I'll yeah. make I'll make brisket. Really? Yeah, I've got a, a smoker. Holy um, shit! We need to schedule and, a drunkie podcast. Uh, like, exactly. Stat. Yeah, Marty is. You are an amazing cook, Marty. You um, really are among the better cooks I've ever met. Yeah, just a salt and pepper rub. But uh, right. that's usually the best rub. Yeah. You know what I mean, honestly, like rub. rather than having all these different. <laughs> they said rub. <laughs> that's good, man. <laughs> they said rub. Um, they said rub. <laughs> yeah, and I've got salt you. And pepper rub. I know. I've got uh, oak <laughs> chips <laughs> from Texas. All right. So, so, from you know them. I do. I, I spent oak. Yeah, post oak. Big post oak. Well, you know why it's big because most people use mesquite. No, if you're smoking. Yeah. Oak Marty, then you, you can, Marty's got some skills over there. Yeah. Marty has some serious cooking He's skills. Good he, he's good with the rub. Is the feed <laughs> is the feedback? Uh, we're working on getting the feedback, but okay. people listening to this right now are listening to the podcast, so they don't <laughs> need, they don't care. Okay. Uh, Giselle, yeah, favorite dessert. You know, this is kind of awkward. Uh oh. I told you I'm a racist because my favorite is a blondie, which is just ah. a white brownie. <laughs> Mm. I'm really why, sorry about why, that. How, how, <laughs> is it white because there's no chocolate in it? Cannot abide. Yes. No tolerated chocolate. <laughs> but they have chocolate yeah. chips in them, no, don't just, they? Yeah, that's Listen. a little bit token. No, no, token. Token chips? You know, this, yeah. this is a blondie here. You know, we, have, we have a token <laughs> chip well, right so here. You know, my kids like pecan blondies. And I am token. It's like South Park. <laughs> yeah. I'm token. Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. You can have both as long as you just don't have them together. You know, you can <laughs> eat the them in separate. Bites. Right, as long as keep, they're separate, yeah. Just yeah. keep it separate but equal. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. That's all. Important. Thank you, Will Wilkins, for getting us back on. Oh, great. Yay, we're back on. Okay. Um. So, uh, okay. So, Blondie. Yeah, yeah. Blondie. Ice, ice cream? No ice cream. No, no ice cream. It's, it's just a, like a butterscotch brownie. Mm. So, I don't have cocoa powder in it. Sure. Brown sugar, uh, you know, the rest of the things. Um, John, yeah. as somebody who no longer eats so sugar, popular. what do you do? I was for just think, I, what I tried to do is I tried to just clear my mind right now and then just boom, think about what it was <laughs> and the first thing that jumped into my head. And the first thing that jumped into my head was a soft soft serve ice cream cone dipped in chocolate. Oh. And like that that like, like waxy chocolate. Like, and that waxy oh, chocolate. So and that, and, Foster Freeze? Huh? Foster exactly. Freeze? Oh, there's Foster one, Freeze. There's one we, like we a quarter mile away. Monica and, uh, we went, and, and the kids were swimming <laughs> next door to Foster Freeze. We'd go there every week. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, and my, here's what I can't figure out. Is that really my favorite thing? Because the first thing when you were talking, <laughs> I was thinking milkshake. Like milkshake's my favorite thing. But then like Milkshakes that, are good. Milkshakes are awesome. You, you know what? How do I, this is what happened to me. I'm, I'm in Cold Stone Creamery. And they started, remember they started putting on all the menus everywhere, like all the calories oh, there yeah, and all yeah. the things. So that's all a, they did that at Cold Stone? Yeah, they, they yes, have to, they, fuck that's, they did. that's exactly. by law. That's by law. I know, but what a terrible law. And so, that's so, what they think. Uh, so I walked in there and all of a sudden it's a new uh, uh, menu up on the wall and I look at the milkshake and it's like 1,300 calories. Yeah. And I know I probably sound stupid. Like you knew that I had no idea. Ignorance is bliss on those. Ignorance is absolutely things. bliss. I had yeah. no idea that I was there was a thirteen hundred calorie thing. Oh yeah. So here was my question. So the soft serve ice cream. I wonder is how much of that is like nostalgic, and how much of that is I eat it, and I do like it, and I do like the taste of it, but also I feel like a kid again, right? When I eat totally. It, so I think that's yeah. the, that's a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. That shit's really good, but I. feel feel like it's too sweet for me now. Which, which one? Which said, the soft serve ice cream. Yeah. Like, I don't, can't remember the last time I had one, but I remember get, getting them in at McDonald's, like in high school, and like, I have a feeling if I tried to have something like that right now, it would be 
too well, sweet. One way for to me. find out. No, I know. I sometimes when I because I don't go to In and Out very often. I try to not get fast food at all. But whenever I go to In and Out, I'm kind of like, well, I'm here. Better get a milkshake. And <laughs> like last time I got it, I was like, you know, they're not even that big. They're like smaller uh-huh. milkshakes. And by the end of it, and I am a little bit lactose intolerant, and like a lot of it lactose intolerant actually. And so I, by the end of it, I felt so bloated, and my mouth just tasted like like too sweet for me and yeah that didn't work out in my favor so i have a feeling that soft serve would do the same thing for me i i think that i I think i've said this before like being off sugar the effect of sugar on me now is so dramatic Mm -hmm. you know just even a bite of it even a Mm. bite of sugar has like my insides start vibrating and if i have like more than a couple bites i start to feel ill Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and and i just wonder how how did i get how did I get uh, taken down that path? Like, how is it that that I was completely unaware of the effect? How can it be that dramatic, I guess is my question. I think if it's, you know? if it's always there, you know, it's you don't notice it until you take it away. Is it like completely. if you're always high on heroin? And then yeah, you when you're always high heroin. on no, heroin. But you're, and you're, and yeah, your body you sort of regulates. And if it's used to... That's evolution, my sugar. friend. Yeah. So I'm and on your, the wrong your, end of evolution. And your <laughs> tummy gut, you know, your gut flora probably is different, you know, that you have less sugar. Gut flora. Gut flora. Also, you your said taste gut flora. buds change, you know. Okay, gut well, that, that that rings true. That's everybody, too. Your taste buds change, like, every seven years. But, like, there's things on your tongue that are activated by those sugars that if you're not doing that for a while, it's, like, almost like a different feeling. It, um, it really okay. feels like drug addiction to me. What is, is your John, favorite martial is. arts movie? Master Killer. You mean 36 Chambers? Chambers yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. It's hard because you know, End of the Dragon because you know, Bruce Lee's my guy. Yeah, I yeah. know, with Kareem, I know. But, but, but Master Killer, I think, has got to be my favorite martial arts. So, it's, a, it's tough, man. Cause for Chinese people, it was called the 36 Chamber. Chambers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, oh, for your people, that's yeah. what Hey, you I love Lace Yu Long. For all my Chinese, I love Lace Yu Long. Is that what you all called it over uh, at Harvard? Yes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What that's a tough one, Marty, China? but that's what I'm... That's yeah, 36 Chambers. Because Bruce is like, you know, I love... Sure, sure. But there's something about that movie. It's you know the classic telling yes. of a uh, uh, you know working hard mm-hmm. you know and and uh, and then all the secrecy and and um, yeah it's a great movie. It's a great martial. You know it's like a great martial arts. Yeah, movie, and that right? guy you know was also in um, uh, Kill Bill. Kill Bill. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever work with him? Uh, I have not had a chance to work with Mr. Oh. Tarantino. Oh. Uh, so um, that's. Uh, it's coming. Coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Django too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Django too. <laughs> the unchaining. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. He wasn't. Well, he chained. was unchained. Chained. 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 The rechaining. Yeah. The rechaining. <laughs> Django chained. I'll be in that Django. one. Chain him up. Chain him up. Red pudding. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that is a good one. And all those Sh- uh, Shaw Brothers movies were just part of my upbringing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. and those those are all on Netflix, or a bunch of them are. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I used to watch Kung Fu Theater as a kid growing oh, up. That's great. Like that was the thing. Like, yeah. we, we would go to church. My mother and I. Uh huh. We'd go to church, and that was the thing. She'd like put the neck bone on in the morning, and then we go and you know, church in the south is hours. You know, it's not like here. Now. I go to church in LA. It's like forty five minutes, and people wear you know thongs and. 
hats. Mm-hmm. Wow. Done. That's in the South, quite it's like a church you start you at 11. Thongs. And, yeah, yeah. Shoes. shoes. Oh. Sorry, flip oh, flops. Right. Sorry. Oh, and then thanks. you're done at two. And, and really nice outfits. Yes, yes. Yeah. And really we nice. would watch, come, my mother and I would watch Kung Fu. Oh, that's so great. And which, oh. That was my nickname for my mom. I used to call her Kung Fu. Kung Fu. Yeah, that was my oh. nickname for it. That was, uh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Five Deadly Venoms is another one I really like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Duncan Master 2. That was yours? Yeah. Well, I mean, I hate for it to not be a Bruce Lee movie. I mean, I, the first one that comes to mind, of course, is Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Just yeah. there was something, but like I love, I loved this show, the sort of white version of Kung Fu with you know Keith uh, uh, David Carradine as Kung- that was literally my oh. favorite show as a kid. Right. Him, such a terrible him, show. I know it's so. Ter- I go, yeah, go back and watch it now. It's a piece of shit. But when I was a kid, especially like, his martial arts no, prowess, it's so bad. It's so bad. But my, the, the whole premise of the show was he doesn't want to fight. He doesn't want to fight. But he's gonna get in. Someone's gonna get their ass kicked now, boy. Like it's like he they push him and they push him and they push. He doesn't want to fight. He's a pacifist. They don't want to fight. And then the bad guys finally push him too far, like Billy Jack. Billy this Jack. Is, there's another oh, yeah. martial arts movie I love. Yeah, this is a song about your mom. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bowing my head. Yeah, <laughs> Curtis Mayfield Kung Fu. Curtis Mayfield Kung Fu. Um, what about that? We talked about this before. What about the new, the uh, the good, the bad, and the weird? It's is not really count, martial arts. It doesn't count as martial yeah. arts. Okay, that's a comedy. It's just a, an action comedy. Right. For me, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden, whatever was hidden. Dragon. hidden oh, dragon. It, they hid it too well for me. Yeah. I, did not, <laughs> I didn't see what How do you was. hide a dragon? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, so I like that one. Uh, martial arts? Mm. Um, Kill Bill? All right. There you go. There that's you go. That counts. Yeah, yeah. I saw that one. One and two, or just one over the other? You know... Um, I know that I've seen one. I can't put my finger on whether I saw it too. <laughs> so you loved it so much that you didn't want to spoil the experience wasn't by it seeing really the second one, half of the wasn't story. Wasn't it really one movie that he made and yeah. then cut it in half? Yeah. yeah. Which is the one yeah. with the cereal box? The the cereal. Vivica Fox the, is in the second one, right? She's in the first. She was the cereal. The two yeah. ladies in the kitchen, and she then, yeah, I know she's one of those. Was ladies. that she one? was in two? She was in two. She was in two. Right. Okay, I've seen oh, them both. So that I've was both. two. Oh wait, I just thought I just thought of my favorite. Yep, I've seen both. I just thought of my favorite. I'm sorry, I'm like a little kid. Go ahead. You got it, just uh, uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, Stephen Chow. Chow. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen Chow. Oh. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Can we say Kung Fu Panda? Uh, yes, you can. I guess. Yes, you, yeah, I like that one. You won't get a lot of you know street cred in amongst my people, but no. <laughs> My favorite yeah. martial arts star is Jack Black's voice. <laughs> <laughs> Just grunting and like, ha! Yeah. yeah. Spot on. Thank you. I do a good Jack Black. <laughs> um, uh, dudes. I don't know. I can't actually do a Jack Black. <laughs> I was trying to. <laughs> Just not in my repertoire. Not yet. Not yet. It's going to be. Yeah. Um, there's that movie, what is it, Kudo and the Two Strings or something that like that? It just came out, right? Uh, it's coming out Friday. Right. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be really good. Um, that, it's a kid's film, though, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's about, you know, it's a Japanese Okubo and the Two Strings. It's a, about th- this Japanese s- story with uh, no Japanese actors. Oh, I'm sorry, George Takei. Oh, they got, they got two. And then, but like well, all like the his leads. martial arts films as well. George Takei's? Yeah, yeah. Love him. Um, <laughs> you got Charlize Theron, Ray Fiennes, Brenda Vaccaro, McConaughey, Mahehe. Brenda Vaccaro? Yeah. Brenda Vaccaro. Brenda Vaccaro. Uh, yeah, they, they, they seem like good Japanese representatives. I appreciate you, Hollywood. 
She, <laughs> Brenda Vaccaro and Harvey Feinstein are the same person in, in a cartoon, right? In a, they they are the movie. same person, just yeah. different in real life. shapes. Different yeah. shapes, mm. yeah. But they say they're like a Play-Doh. One become the other. And Brenda Vaccaro, is that so wrong? Is that so wrong? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this last question is softball is pretty much geared just for you. So what movie is the most underrated for its stunt work? Cassandra. I'll let everyone else start first so Ooh. I can think about it. It's very generous of you. Thank you. Yeah. The, the timer most, starts. The movie now. that's most underrated for its martial arts? No, for, for its stunt, stunt work. work. Stunt for work. its stunt work. Yeah. Oh. Underrated. Like there was some re- a lot of yeah. incredible stunt work. You know that what? Man. Is there's probably more than, than, than one. I mean, nope, there's only one, it turns out. <laughs> and the internet has spoken. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Well, the internet has spoken, then they beat me. You should tell me if it's on the internet. Yeah. No, 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 no. It would be. Is there an answer, really? No, no, no. There's oh. not an answer. I'm, I'm yeah. asking a professional. Like every yeah, yeah, movie you know, I, that has stuntmen in it? Because we, I feel like they don't. Yeah. Care about I, let me think about that for just one second, Marty, because I, as a stunt performer, it's like I don't. We don't really. I don't rate films that's further stunts. You know what I mean? Like, so it's hard to say what would be the most. Movie that has that's underrated. For yeah, or that that people don't realize how much stunt work went in there. You know, you know? what? I may have to go old school on you. I may have to go old school on you, and I may have to say to live and die in L.A. Oh, yeah, that's to a, live and die in L.A. Yeah. And matter of fact, there's another movie called Doodle The Stunt Man with sure. Peter O'Toole. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Richard, that might Richard be one Rush. Too. Um, yeah, yeah that in San Diego. Steve Rails back. Yeah. yeah, and my one of my mentors, Tom Morga. There's a guy who did the high fall out of the tower at San Diego. Oh, really? It's yeah. a it's a really cool movie. It's yeah, like a, it's a yeah. very. If I were to say underrated, I mean, there's so many more. I mean, you could do the Hooper or Smokey the Bandit, but I think yeah. underrated because there were some pretty gnarly. Did you, did you see the stuntman? I don't think so. I thought stuntman was like Steve McQueen or something. No, 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 no. That's Bullet. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, but um, no, no, it's not even. That's not the one I'm thinking of. There's, you know what, dude? Bush Cassidy. This, I mean, sorry, I'm, I don't want to keep. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Things keep coming. No, that's good. Some crazy. Those guys, no, well, not okay. There, here's a point: is Cassidy. that in Butch Cassidy, yeah. they two guys jumped off that cliff. <laughs> yes. Whereas these days, there's with so much CGI. A part of us, I think, have sort of started taking for granted that it, that whether they're actually two people jumping off a cliff or whether they're on a soundstage and mm-hmm. it's all you know. Yeah. That, but doesn't that, that make the job safer, though? Yeah, you know? it it, and, it does. Yeah, but absolutely. but I'm just saying, I think <laughs> to that not we jump off a cliff to not jump off of yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. That whole opening in the in the last James Bond movie with that helicopter was just yeah. like mind blowing. Yes. But, but like the movies, <sighs> well, yeah, it sucked. But that exactly. If you if you just if you leave after the opening, you've gotten your money's worth. Yeah. Um, but the stunt man that was from 1980, and it's it was actually uh, uh, Richard Rush is a really cool director but yeah. it's about a guy who is on the run from the police and he stumbles on a, a movie set and becomes a stuntman yes. mm. and it was funny man and you know what's funny about that film funny. um when i say funny what's interesting is like in our culture you know in the stunt culture there's some really interesting characters so i i, I sometimes wonder like how true was that you know I mean, like, you know what i mean mm-hmm. because we have some just really, I'm talking about it. Blew you kind of have to be. Well, I'm saying it blew my mind. Like some of the people that I've met in my in my industry, where you're just like, oh, well, you know that guy was this, and that guy was that. You're like that guy, you know. So, um, but it's it's a really good. It's kind of like an art house flick too. Yeah, you know, totally. I mean, it's not like a heavy action. I think if you're like a filmmaker, if you're like a, 
you would appreciate the story and then the care. I mean, you got Peter O'Toole, man. Yeah, and R- Richard Rush was, uh, you know, he was yeah, like Richard this, Rush, yeah. uh, this sort of hippie director. You know, he did like Psych Out and like yeah. just a bunch of weird stuff from the sixties and seventies. Yeah, and yeah. that and Peter was O'Toole plays a director. Yeah, you know? and like old school Jodhpur's type of director, <laughs> but like crazy Gonzo guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a really cool yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, and that age was, what I'd say, was probably the golden age of stuff. Oh, and I saw that in the theaters, and I remember it because I, there was a naked lady in it, and when you're, you know. When you're 12 years old, seeing a naked that's lady a, that's important. is always really exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes yeah. every movie better. Thanks, Mom and Dad, for taking the, uh, me to the movies. David Castro mentioned, uh, I think this is another uh, martial art one, Forbidden Kingdom with Jackie Chan and Jet Li. Uh-huh. And he also mentioned uh, The First Drunken Master. Was, the First Drunken Master is really... Yeah. I mean, those Jackie Chan movies, those oh, early ones, Project early A. Early ones are amazing. The Protector, dude? Amazing. The Protector, Protector, Super Cop, all those. Oh, Super that Cop. whole scene in, in two with the, the, the flame, the flaming warehouse with the... On the, the coals. The, oh, yeah, unbelievable. And they're like... And that's... Back to my other point. They're doing that. That mm-hmm. stuff is people actually doing that. And it's you know, not CGI. I, I did a movie called Elephant White, and I worked with a team who did Ungbok. Oh wow! And uh, working in Thailand was like with those guys. Yeah, I mean, Tony Jaa wasn't there right. for this movie, but it was the team. And then I got to see the original uh, concept and what we now call previses, which is like you know we'll go shoot an action sequence and then we present it to the director and we get their approval. Uh-huh. And to see that, like you said, they're doing this stuff. You know what I mean? To see because they got videotape and they've got cardboard box and it's Thailand and then and they're really big on really... showing contact too. Yeah, yeah, like, and that which was a, is like and that was a conflict even as me going over there where I'm just like you know well guys you don't really have to hit him in the face. You know what I'm saying? Because we can use the camera. And we can do the but we can shoot mm-hmm. it in slow yeah. motion yeah. and don't get be pussy. Close. Yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't really talk like that. They didn't? No. No. <laughs> They're Thai. Oh. I'm Japanese. Don't be pu- I don't know. I don't have a Thai. <laughs> I don't have a... A, a, a Thai friend? Oh, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Make a Thai friend. Wait till Bring next him on the week. show. Next week. Give me a week. <laughs> he's going to prove to you. He's Give me a week. Already. He's going to prove. He's got yeah, black because, friends. Got yeah. Asian friends. All right. All right. All right. right. We're getting there. Give me We're a week, there. baby. All right. Um, but yeah, I, I forgot. Uncle. I mean, you know, it's hard. Master Kills are my favorite, but you guys bring up Drunken Master you bring up. Yeah. Um, I mean, Unk Bak, you know, was was amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. You know? Oh, just, boy, was amazing. Yeah. That was a, that one scene with the, 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 yeah. I heard that movie was very heavy. It is heavy. Yeah. It's, yeah. And the remake was so bad. Spike Lee did such a bad job. Yeah. Um, and it's just, and it's the same story. Same. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird to, to figure out why one didn't work. It, it's tough. Right? The other. Yeah. Um, okay. Now we're going to go to, uh, let's see. We got the, so that wasn't so bad, the softballs, right? Can I mention just really quickly, Joseph Douglas Watson have tweeted in with an interesting dessert called sugar chips, but is cinnamon-infused tortilla chips oh with powdered sugar on them. Oh, my God. Don't that sound delicious? Yes. Yeah. Why are you doing this to me? Like awesome. my head, like We're going to dip into the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Come on, it's, it's so bad. This is that mail sack. Is it up against trying to lose weight? Is that like, they say something like that? I don't know. Enjoy the, uh, yeah, that was the, great. the chips or the dessert without having to like the, actually like the put matrix. it in your mouth. So yeah. eventually I'll just be plugged in. You just blue peel yourself. Siphoning sugar, siphoning sugar through the back of my head. You're, you're trying just really hard to like genetically modify vegetables to taste like dessert. Candy. Yeah. 
Um, so don't worry. Maybe see, in my lifetime. Yeah. What do you call them? Sugar Once chips? Once you start helping. That's what do it. Uh, Joseph yeah, right. Douglas Watson called them, sugar yeah. chips. They're kind of, they sound like cinnamon crispas that they used to have at Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think maybe they, that type of thing have different names, but it sounds delicious. You could call it shit pie, and it still sound delicious to me. <laughs> sugar on If you call it sugar shit pie, then it's... I have a feeling I wouldn't like me. shit pie if it was... Oh, yeah, they're just uh, what if I do that thing? Chips and you know you would like crack pie. What if I do that crack thing pie? to your brain yeah. and I say, hey, don't eat this shit pie. <laughs> And then subconsciously you say, I want to eat the shit pie. Oh, I can't. <laughs> now I can't not eat. Yeah, it's like saying, yeah. don't think of a big elephant or whatever. Right. right. Don't think of a shit pie. Oh, wait, was it, was that, are you talking about The Help? Huh? The Help. The movie? The oh, shit pie yeah. Movie. Uh, yeah. The Help. I don't know An that. awful, oh. awful movie. Except Jessica Chastain. Why is it an awful movie? Oh, I hated it. I thought it was terrible. Too many women. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Too many women and people of color. Yeah. Um, too many black women. Many that's, black what, women. That's, that's what John right, said. Exactly. That's the what his, John is saying. One, two, that bunch. movie was terrible because it was, had like, too Oprah? many. No. No. No, thought, no. Yeah. Not sure. Call me when Ellen's here. Uh, you know what? You know what? This is. No, I don't want to say that. There's one actor in that movie that I just think is absolutely awful. And anything she does, I think is terrible. What? I'm not going to say it. Say it. Nope. You have to because you brought it up, stupid. Emma Stone. Oh, that's terrible. No, I think she's great. Uh, um, no, she's white, so she's great. Uh, <laughs> not in the Aloha. In Aloha, she's Asian. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, yeah, Marty, white no, girl's Asian. What's up with that? You know what? I almost feel like I almost feel that there's like a uh, like a karmic debt that you pay when you when you when you tear down an actor. Like I like, I'm sorry that I even opened my mouth because I almost feel like whenever but you say you might as well finish a bad, your sentence, then um. I am not a huge fan of Octavia. I think that she overacts, Ooh. and I don't and I don't. I don't think she's that good. God, why do I you know. hate? Well, look, that's I know. I, I walked right into it, but I just think whatever. God bless her. I'm glad she has a career. I hope she makes a billion dollars in her lifetime and feeds her family. And and, and I wish her all the you. luck in her world. I'm just not a huge fan. I think she. I think she overacts. And there's a lot of other people I think overact. Meryl Streep overacts. There, as a white one. Yeah. So there. How about any Asian ones that overact? Yeah. And, oh God, Asian. They all live. Yeah, they no all men. look alike to me, so I don't know which oh, one. Yeah, exactly. The lady who is, uh, uh, I don't know her name. She played a psycholo- psychologist on set in the television show Unreal. And she was also, I first saw her, she was the manicurist on Seinfeld. Lady, I forget her. She over, I don't know her name, but she overacted. And sometimes it's just sort of like when you have, I mean, you know, when you have uh, um, Amy Hill. That's who it is. You know who Did I'm you just about find him. that on the internet in the span, or did you just knew that? Well, I know Amy because we're Asian, and oh. so we all know each other. Um, <laughs> Do you think she's a good actress? I've never really liked anything she's done, but yeah, thanks. Yeah. But don't you? Not, not tell me right now. Like when you say that, don't you feel a little weird? Like, like, uh, uh, um, uh, what's the word? What's the opposite of compliment? Um, this whatever just yeah. like it's like it's bad karma for me to, yeah, yeah. Do you, don't you feel a little weird when you say that like like especially being in the belly of the beast here where we're all like struggling to like get work and to be noticed and i've seen your prowess at commercial five times this week i'm so sorry <laughs> god bless, god bless Prilosec, by the way yeah. <laughs> every time you see it every time you see it just think of my children having new shoes i do okay, every good. time i see it i go all right 
I'm glad. Jo- J- I'm happy St- for Stella my has Adidas for her first day of school. Right. I'm ha- yeah, I'm happy for my. I'm happy of, for my friend. Yeah. Thank you. In- <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Instead of like, why are there just two stripes and why is it a pipas? In- yeah. Pipas. Pipas. We actually had an Adidas conversation last night and and figured out that the Adidas Corporation was. When do you think it was founded? Take a guess. Sixties. Oh, That's when it six. came to America. They were in Jer- first of all. There was before they were Adidas in 1924. Oh wow! That guy Adolf Dassler like founded that company in 1924, and then in like 49, like right after all that, you know, we, let's skip over that, you know, that whole thing. <laughs> it became Adidas because his uh, it was Adi Dassler, like his nickname was Adi or whatever. all day I dream about sex, and that all day I dream about sex, and then and then and yeah, and then it was like uh, what was his name, Bob. Bob Beeman, that the, the the long jumper, long jumper in Mexico wore, City, in Mexico City in '68, wore the wore the Adidas and kind of oh, it caught on in uh, in America then. Yeah, cool. So and then um, and, and then, then hip hop was born hip-hop. out of that. I, 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 I hand to God, I showed I showed my kids the Run DMC video. I pulled it up on my phone and and, and uh, my did my Adidas. And I I don't think I had watched that since it came out. Mm-hmm. I had forgotten. It's a great song. Oh, it's great. But I'd forgotten I'd forgotten the video. My idea, and there's, there's a lot of like not them. There's a lot of graphics and stuff in it that they were playing with. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> not sure. Writes in. I'm all for mixing of the races, but genders. Dot dot dot. Nice. Uh huh. Very nice. What? It's a it's an anti woman joke. I think. Oh, I understand. And then Ricky, separate but equal though. Ricky, our uh, crocodile, our chocodile listener. Women. Um who's black on the outside, yellow on the inside. He, he uh, gave his review of... Um, Suicide Squad? Suicide Squad. He said, I loved the movie, though I do think it, it is a film you need to, to see twice to truly appreciate, just like Batman versus Superman. Um, but he's a DC guy. And then he's going to see it for a third time um, this weekend. Hmm. So, um, And then he goes, yeah, it's a pretty uh, long review, very well written. Uh, he says, Jared Leto as Joker was sexy, hunting, scary, and charismatic. All the other Jokers are non-factors. Never liked Joker or Batman till this year, with two amazing what? actors to breathe new and interesting life to them. That's heresy. These are that, controversial he, that heresy, yeah. And yeah. no Heath Ledger. No Heath That's Ledger. Heath oh. Ledger, come wow. on. Wow. Or, well, I guess... he or says Christian Bale. Bale. Or Cesar yeah. Romano Romero, Cesar Romero, Cesar Romero, yeah, yeah. and you know Jack Mark, Nicholson. Mark Hamill does the voice of Joker. He's the, an, didn't he finally just retire this last year or something? Did he? I think so. Oh. Mark Hamill's the voice of Joker. Joker for the cartoons. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, they I just did the the Killing Joke one. Pro- probably his. I My bet kids it's haven't his watched that one yet. So. <laughs> yeah, no, they shouldn't watch that. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty violent, and yeah, yeah, no, they won't. Um, Devin writes in. Uh, Good morning, Murps. I had to, had to, had to email after the last cast. Cassandra, uh, you are a goddess to me for your comments on toxic masculinity. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, You said everything that I try to stomp out of my more conventional heterosexual peers and worse than that in myself at times. Good for you. One thing, though. I'm totally with you. Yeah. What? <laughs> As a white oh, man, I like you me, now, I yeah. probably don't. Yeah. But I'm totally with you about that ungrateful twat of a son in the birdcage, but the stereotypes in those are fun and campy. Trust me, no one is packing into seats to see a gay couple pay their electric bill, a bitch about whose turn it is to make dinner and then try to have sex, but just end up passing out with, with uh, reruns of Frasier joining in the background. 
Sounds f- interesting to me. Sounds I know, good. really. I'm they aware that I'm aware that that movie is beloved, or beloved. And got, and you know what? I admire your courage for for dissing it. You know, knowing Just how beloved it is. It wasn't for me. And I, you know, I was thinking about this also in the car two days ago because I was can't fucking forget this movie. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It, you know what? It's a long team. Now you have to say it. No, 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 no. Go on. I had to. It's like they're trying to like impress the conservative parents, and so they're like, "Well, you know, it'd be nice if we could get like you know Nathan Lane out of here because he's too over the top, um, and we'll get like an actual woman in here." Do you know any women? And Robin Williams is like, mm, "Well, I do know your actual mother, who you've never met," <laughs> and like instead of the actor or any dialogue being like. No, that's insane. That's this is a huge moment in my life, and that would be that's this involves therapy. He goes, yeah, call her, and then like, oh, and she, then, then they and don't, then, yeah, and then she comes. Well, she comes eventually, and like, there's never a moment of like, holy shit, like it's you know, like an actual like real. That's an interesting like dynamic. A real that lifetime isn't moment of meeting your mother for yeah. the first time after 18 years. It's kind of like. Thank God you're here. Calista Flockhart's parents are so conservative. And, uh, and like, it was so brushed to the side. And at that point, I just had enough of that movie. By the way, we're spinning off a, a new podcast. It's Cassandra on the Birdcage. And every week, <laughs> she'll find something <laughs> else wrong with it. Yeah. You know. I and think, another thing. I think yeah. all of us it's should called watch and the another thing. this week yeah, it's so and that we can participate. We yeah, should all watch it again. We'll watch it again. We'll watch it's on it again. HBO and then see what you think yeah. and see if I'm. Great. I mean, I remember kind of liking it, but not being totally oh wowed by I it. I haven't seen the bird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, DM goes on. The best part, though. Yes, he says Who is he? Hank Azaria was Hank the Azaria, fucking best. You, yes. Is what uh, DM says yeah. or Devin. Uh, he do that stunt where he trip and fall to his knees going up the little stairs. And yeah. I, I always wonder, was he wearing knee pads? Mm-hmm. I hope so. Yeah. But no, wasn't he, he like he in a Speedo? No, he, he was wearing an oversized suit because he normally would work in like a Speedo or something like that. And like, can you put a suit on? And then he was like, I need you to put on shoes. And he's like, but if I put on shoes, I will fall. And he falls because uh-huh. he can't wear shoes. Uh, Devin, I mean, Buddy is actually wearing knee pads and elbow pads yeah, and right a full now. harness right now because <laughs> he's, he has, he's, he's, he has an audition. He's prepared. He has an audition yeah. later yeah. on. Yeah. Um, I was going to fall down right here. So, so Devin goes on. Marty, hope you and your lady friend are doing well. I actually began typing uh, an email name. to give you advice, but but uh, I, A, couldn't imagine what a 20-something uh, was doing giving someone in their 40s relationship advice. No, please. Relationship advice, welcome. And then B, I realized that not a single damn thing I could say uh, could possibly help you. You are two individuals, two completely subjective consciousnesses, and whatever I can relate from my husband uh, and my relationship would be irrelevant and anecdotal. That being said, don't go to bed angry. Yes. Um, you're <laughs> smart, Mark. That being said, then you got don't this. stop making money. <laughs> don't. Yeah, th- 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 those are two good things to remember. Um so she's uh yeah and then she says you're smart marty if she's worth a damn then you got this i think you know this yeah she's i'm the lucky one but uh and then she goes on giselle yeah oh hello I'm again now, I'm now awake. you're awake i'm awake <laughs> has anyone ever has anyone else noticed the coincidence that your last name is net yeah which is the german word for do you know what I do. Yes, it's the German word for nice. Hamburg. Yeah, it's Aww. like Giselle Nice. I like that. I never Aww. got over that. How that very appropriate. Is beautiful. 
Uh, there's my first German word today. Yay. I love oh. hearing you each week and keep it net. Tschüss. Oh, tschüss. Oh. Tschüss. That's really nice. Yeah, thank I'm you. I'm glad you noticed. Uh, Chris Miller writes in, Morning Murps, your favorite Nooner field reporter and listener, Chris Miller, wishing you a groovy morning. In response to last week, John, I won't be releasing the video log. I don't want Kevin to feel bad or ob- obligated. Um, he was trying to get uh, reach Kevin Smith to uh, get uh, Bill um, in on, what's it? Buckaroo uh, um, Banzai. Buckaroo Banzai, right. Uh, he had a full plate, and I understand. I felt gross that I even resorted to asking Will Wilkins if uh, he knew where he was. Much as it sucks to admit, I failed Bill. Sorry again. Cassandra, I was planning to move to L.A., but I was laid off at PlayStation and have been unable to figure out a way to get out there and sustain myself. Mm. I tried putting in uh, for a transfer to the office in Santa Monica, but was told no. Sadly, I'm stuck in limbo and can't find a way out. I'd like to be Quare's friend, too, but I'm not one for gangs and love Kevin Smith too much. Uh, in re- Your was Quare. <laughs> Your was. Quare's being coy. It's fine. All right. Are you doing I don't all- need any more friends. Are you doing okay though? Are you just are you sulking or are you just happy? No, I'm fine. Okay. I was actually working on I've been working on something. I've been working on something. Go on. No, you can't hear about it until <laughs> you listen to the Giselle po- Show podcast. Okay. Okay, we'll listen to that. Uh, and then he goes, in regards to a YouTube scammer near Brawl, um, weeks ago it was revealed that two YouTubers had been promoting a gambling site they secretly owned to their mostly kid audience. During, during Comic-Con, uh, Comic-Con, I was in the company of one. I have no poker face, and so he quickly fa- caught on to my feelings and was, and was equally angry. For a moment, it looked like he would do something, but chickened out and walked away. Funny enough, I will likely see him at an event in September. Here's hoping I don't end up in a news article or in jail. If I do, Nooner gets the exclusive. Um, hmm. P.S. I hope everyone caught Bill on Young and the Restless yesterday. Oh, what? I, I, I caught his Facebook update about it. <laughs> That's yeah. half the bedroom. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, he played uh, prison guard. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Do he look handsome? Yes, he Probably. do. Yes, he do. In that, yes, fo- in that do. foggy filter of a soap opera? Oh, mm-hmm. yes, he do. Mm-hmm. Put um, your hands behind your back. Okay. And, and then <laughs> okay. Bruce uh, J. in Korea gave us a very, sent us a short story, which is a little too long for us to read. Can but we it was read re- it next week? I think we should it's save it in... Maybe if we each take one paragraph, we, we keep it jazzy. Okay, we'll keep it jazzy. We'll, 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 I read yeah. it. It's very it's funny. funny. Very it's funny. really good. Really good. Yeah. I, I want to share it's, it. And it relates to the podcast and it's very, very well written. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, we got something from our friend uh, Stephen Texas, right? Yes, we did. Uh, Steve Owens in Texas sent a big careful package. Care... That's what you call care a care, a care package. Care. care package. What if you don't care? Then it's a don't care package. But in this one, we <laughs> care very much. Because he write, Hey, Murps, a couple of weeks ago, you guys read my email containing my current reading list. On that list was Scott Siegler's Alive trilogy. Some of you expressed an interest. And Scott asked me to pass these along as a thank you for the mention. Uh, 
So here we go. Alive is now a number one bestseller. So he gave to us this book. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Alive. What? That is unbelievable. Wow. And for John. What? Yeah. Wow. Are you kidding me? That is so cool. For Marty. For Cassandra. But he just did not know you. Thank you, Scott. And then I'm hurt. Here's for Marty. Mindset's number one. That's which one you should read first. Oh, okay. Because of the trilogy for John. Oh, and he, for just sent this, he just sent wow. this to us so to make us is, buy the third he, one. We should do it a picture. <laughs> it's all a scam it's like as usual. Hooked, get him hooked. Exactly. Wait, this is amazing. It's Thank really you nice. so much. Uh, buddy, we take a picture and we tweet it out of us holding the books. This is the first. Now we can have a Nooner. Oh, my goodness. I hit a button. Nooner okay. Book Club. Okay. <laughs> we have the, a, a Nooner Booking Clubs. Uh, this is good because you know I've, I've been taking the train into to work um, at least once a week, and it's like two hours. And I I find that like I want to disconnect from my device a little bit, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. take out put the phone in, in the bag and take out a book. A book. Are Such you a weird are you taking the expo line to Santa Monica? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about that? So how do you get there from here? Well, it's it, it ends up being three trains and a bus. <laughs> So it takes. I have a lot of reading time. Wow, pretty cool though. I'm yeah, sure. it's pretty cool. It's it, it's just kind of cool, like that you can do that in L.A. in this yeah, day and age. Yeah, I, I've been the subway. Have you ever tried that? Mm-hmm. that yeah, yeah. Subway. I went mm-hmm. just. Uh, I went from uh, North Hollywood, and then I just rode it all the way down to Long Beach. So you know, you go to the subway. Oh, right. Just wow. to ride it. Just as a ride. Just, right, just to do it. But then you had to transfer to the Blue Line. Yeah, yeah. And you go down. Yeah. And you go through. This is since you had kids. You did that prior. Okay, yeah, now that, that makes kid, that makes that, more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the your hands are when you But then, when they, how yeah, old have, is have, yeah. <laughs> how old is your kids? Four. Wow. Oh, it's almost just right time here. to start to take them on the subway. Kids yeah. love trains. Yeah, I have three of them. They're all four. <laughs> you do? You have triplets? Yes, I do. Wow. Yeah. Is they all yes. the same gender or different? no? Two boys and a girl. How does wow. your wife have time to work? Huh? How does your wife have time you to just work? Manage, man. That's you know? amazing. You know, That's she's great. tough. She's a Jew. She's you know? a writer. She's actually like, she's a Hebrew. She's a half Jew. So. Hebrew. Uh, she's a black. Uh, she's a black Jew. She's tough. Is, <laughs> is they all then in if in that situation is they all fraternal twins mm-hmm. or can the two boys be identical? No, um, they're fraternal. They're so, all. So yeah, fraternal. yeah, yeah. So the two, no one's identical. Matter of fact, uh, they're, um, you know, I've got two light skin and one dark skin. Oh, wow. <laughs> family does that run in? Do you you have well, twins in your family and hers? Well, you know, it's funny. Actually, her dad is an identical twin. Okay. But I have a lot of twins in my family. Matter of fact, one of the jokes that one of my colleagues made was I had triplets and my cousins, my my uncle who I mentioned earlier, who's a police officer in Chicago. Uh-huh. So his kids, his son and daughter, my cousins, both yeah. had twins. Jeez. So the joke was like, so on both sides. Yeah, so you weren't sides. like crazy surprised when it happened. I was. Because, you know, when you go to get that ultrasound, yeah. you're surprised. You know? Sure. <laughs> you, you, you see the three little heartbeats, you, it was boom, boom. And you're like, uh, Doc? But yeah. does that, does There's that, three. is that propensity? Yeah, you're maybe at least expecting twins, but probably not triplets. Yeah, yeah. Well, because, you know, like, um, as I learned more about the female anatomy during this whole process, my mm-hmm. wife kept talking about certain levels going up. And mm-hmm. so she's like, I think there's more than one in there because of the certain, it's yeah. not pH. I'm, if my wife hears it, she's going to be like, you're, you know, you're not paying attention. But She's it. listening. She's, she's listening. Well, no, she will. But, she, but, you know, Hi, Lonnie. we didn't know it was triplets because mm. we had no idea. So it was that's a, crazy. It was a beautiful surprise. Man. Yeah, that's great. And they're four. Yeah. They're four. So, so is the propensity, so if you have a propensity for, I'd never even thought about that, Cassandra, but if you have a propensity for 
for twins that also then carries over to to other multiple births or you know what like here's the deal do I this. assume it runs in the field that's how it, they usually say right so yeah per- they, they say but also one of the things that it's becoming interesting because of science is they're also looking at time of conception I mean there's so many things that they can actually how can I say they can't actually what did they have accurately predict mm-hmm. but it's like that you know the, when it was conceived body temperature there's all these things that they're looking at now it's just like what what could you know how did she drop three eggs and then sometimes right. shit just happens right bam yeah it's larger than us bro yeah um <laughs> well we got to wrap up everybody uh I want to thank Buddy for joining us. Thanks, yeah. Buddy. Oh, yes, Fantastic yeah. conversation. Thanks, thanks for having you can, me, guys. Will yeah. you come Thank again you. sometime? Only if Marty allows me. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll we'll see. Yeah. No, um, he's a gatekeeper. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's a tyrant guys. off really, the air. Thank you so much. Yeah. There are, there are like six people outside the door just waiting to come in Cleaning right now. Cleaning your uh, uh, no, no. Wall, the sidewalk and no, no, sweeping yeah, exactly. the lawn. Like just... You know, out there holding their own microphones. Please let us in. Yep. We'll we'll be good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'd love to have you back. Yeah. And um, do you have anything to plug? Um, well, I, me, and a partner started our own clothing line. Really? What yes. What is it called? It's called AmericanStuntman76.com. Oh, really? So wow. that T-shirt you're wearing, it's called. American Stuntman seventy six. I almost wore mine. It, and it's by the about, way, it's about unity. That's the whole point. But I, like that was kind of my premise about unity and coming together and taking care of one another, loving one another. And that's kind of the premise. Well, of our community. pretending to get shot and falling out of that a, too. a roof. That and, too. Yeah. 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 And by the way, all orders over sixty dollars will receive a ten percent discount. Um, this, and a hug. So mm-hmm. fast. I'm a millennial. You're, you're she's first. a millennial, she's so a, she's yeah. always on the internet. Let me tell you I need to learn from you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like I'm not even on Twitter, so. Um, and the shirts are super comfortable, by the way. All right, yeah. and we and we just we're expanding the line too, so people will go see these big, this big plaque. We're actually doing what's called the basic line, so it won't have this big plaque on the front. Where it's are they made? In USA. Very good. In, hey. in nice. Orange That's County. Nice. Orange County. I love it. They're American local, even California local. America. America. California local. California. Made in Mexico, printed in the USA. Yeah, yeah. What is this? Nonsense? Wait a what? second here. <laughs> Uh oh! Uh, no. Uh oh! Well, it's it's a uh, Optima, Optima the shirts. But I'm saying our company, all our print, screen printing and everything's done in Orange County. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the shirt themselves. It, it's the looms so are in yeah, Mexico. But you're saying like the plaque and yeah, yeah. everything. Actually, they might. The looms might not be in Mexico. Yeah. The the cloth might. They be don't make a lot of shirts. They do. I think American Apparel. I see. You're saying the textile might come yeah. to Mexico right. from yeah. China. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. Giselle. Do you have anything uh, things to plug? To plug. Um, Saturday, September 3rd, I'm doing uh, something for uh, at a big theater, a storytelling night. Cool. Um, it's, it's, uh, the show is called Tasty Words, something. Yeah, so uh, they're going to... I conked wow. out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna put something on the website. Then uh, I put something. On What's the, the name of the website? Uh, the Giselle Show. Well, it's not the podcast, so I don't know. TheGiselleShow.com. I guess I'll put something the on Giselle, there. The Giselle. For sure, we can go there and, the and find it. TheGiselleShow.com. Yeah, yeah, I think so, but it's not there yet. So there's nothing anywhere. Just tweet you hey. if we want to know. I You'll tweet it out. I'm beginning to regret having attempted this plug. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're doing great. I think the next time you make it, it's going to be even better. I want to plug up the plug. <laughs> um, Unplug the plug. And buddy, you're you're in Sully, right? Yes, yes, I did work. On so Sully. you worked with Clint Eastwood. Man, yes, I did. Ooh, was That's he pretty- nice? 
He was really nice. Was yeah. he in real life? Is he more craggy or less craggy? No, than he's, he you know what it is. He's just uh, not craggy at all. He's just he's really you know he's focused. his he's face. Relaxed. I mean, his face craggy. You know he's what a, I mean? No, you know what? He's still a stud. Clint Eastwood oh. is a stud forever. Will we get and to I see you? As a man. Yeah, oh yeah. Man, he's a stud. You felt his masculine energy. <laughs> Look, it's Clint Eastwood, man. Clint Eastwood is we, we, one we, of the we, biggest problems with toxic masculinity. Right. But you know what I mean? You could like literally go if you if you go on television right now and just channel surf, there's go somewhere there's gonna be a Clint Eastwood movie on. But uh Sully Sully was good. I mean, I, I don't know what obviously I, I didn't have a script, you know, because we were there in like a dream sequence. But um you know, it was just obviously. Like, spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. I, I just had a dream. Just, so wait, uh, so at the end of the movie, the whole thing was a dream? Uh, what? So at the end of Sully, Ooh. the whole thing? Yeah, I, no, I yeah and you, yeah, you wake up next to um, yeah, yeah. Bob Newhart's wife, yeah, or, uh, no, Suzanne Plachette. He's cool. Plichette. He's cool, man. He's really, he's cool. And, you know, and he, once he gets what he, he, he moves on. You yeah. Know? And I think, like, he doesn't, like... He doesn't dwell. Go, stop. It's kind of like, that was the thing that was interesting. It wasn't like, bro, the protocol sounds sweet. I was like, all right, go, stop. You know, go back to one. You know, it's kind of that yeah. kind of thing. But it was really casual, cool. casual vibe. Like, yeah, no. very casual. He's, yeah. he's been doing it a long time. Yeah. Do he you know, eat with the time. with the with the rest of the cast oh, and crew? Yeah. yeah. What yeah. do he have to eat? I didn't see because I was with, I was with my Screws. people. What's his favorite dessert? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, he's he's coming on next week. Okay, so we'll good. ask him. Yeah, about yeah. It. All right. Uh, he'll get his own set of softballs. With the sawdust yeah, dipping no, really, sauce. Yeah. Um, and John, what do you have to plug? Well, I don't know if this counts, but I, I, it was, it's unique in my experience. I just uh, shot a commercial for Cozy Shack Pudding, and I worked with an owl named Fucker, Archie. You got another one? Yeah. Another national? I don't know what it's going to be. Cozy Couch? Cozy, huh? cozy Couch. Cozy Shack Pudding. Cozy Shack Pudding. Is that, pudding. Is that yeah, a national enough. brand? I like Cozy Shack. Oh, I, I've never heard of it. It's a pudding company. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. What but did I, you have to do? But I worked with an actual owl, and I, and I wore a ghillie suit. Oh, nice. Uh, oh. Which I didn't even know what it was. And the, and the costumer was like, you know, bring some of the stuff you had at the audition, but we think you're going to have you in a ghillie suit. And I went, oh, what the fuck is a ghillie suit? And I like, Google, Google, holy shit. Oh, my God. And I just like, I got so excited that I couldn't even hardly allow myself to. Do you want to explain want. what a ghillie suit is? A ghillie suit Whoa. is. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, you were like a swamp man. Like deja vu. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's like. You a, wore stuff kind of like this to the audition. <laughs> No, no, no. That's what I did. I didn't. I wore. I wore like a, a you know, like a, a just like a oh, park wow. ranger kind of looking thing. And then they put me in that ghillie suit because um, the 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 premise is I'm a photographer out in the wilderness. Ah. Mm-hmm. And uh, but a ghillie suit is like this camouflage thing that makes it look like you're a bush. It's yeah. like you're dressed like a bush, and it's yeah. got all the little things hanging off. Yeah, it, right. Got it's got and one yeah, of the no, one of the that. reveals is I'm like in a bush, and then I like lift my head up. Are you and, photographing women eating pudding? Uh, if only it was an owl eating pudding. Well, an no, owl it, eating pudding. It's so weird. The, the The premise is is that oh man, it's, it's you know an what? Odd, you know, we'll see it. We'll see it. You'll see it. That's right. right. That that's what a plug does. You want to tease them. There yeah. you go. It's, uh, it was lovely, lovely crew and mm-hmm. and director, and it was great. Um, Cassandra. Um, I'm going to be on the Giselle Show podcast on August twentieth. Yes, that's right. Um. At five, I I think so. I forgot it's in my email. What's that's the a, uh, e- What's the email? That's address? a different one for the podcast. Uh, for the URL, okay. I'm at. Uh, you yeah, hide yeah. your plug time, Giselle. Po- podcast dot Show dot com. Yes. I'm just. I'm no, running podcast dot I'm going to be on that podcast. Uh, what are you going to do? 
queer yeah. uh, is preparing an essay. 100 words? She's preparing an essay. Oh, excellent. I was going to do stand-up, but I decided to give queer my time. I didn't even know queer wow. was literate. So, queer can, so what creative thing are you... What she doing in prison? What creative thing are you bringing? <laughs> I'm not bringing anything creative. I'm giving queer my time. Oh, that's that's very yeah. generous. So I was, was going to do stand-up, but I was like, no, you know, let me give queer my time. Um, um, cool. I'm not fucking done yet. Um... <laughs> I'm gonna be on the Vivian show starring Toxic other people. Masculinity here. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be on the Vivian show starring other people, but mostly Vivian on August 24th. Now you may be okay. I love Vivian. I'm sorry I said it. Uh, this afternoon I Maybe will be come next week. doing great. a performance art piece called uh, "Man Eats Leftover Mac and Cheese." Oh, Everyone cool. is invited. It's a ten dollars at the door, um, <laughs> and there will be refreshments served. You've so. been super into that kind of performance art lately. I've, I've got a lot of mac and cheese. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, you know, I'm playing a character. Okay. So, yeah. just respect So, maybe that. if so, yeah, when, when, when people come, if they, while you're distracted doing the show, if they sort of nip one of your, your furniture or something, they'll be getting their money's worth, right? Yeah. Grab a lamp or something. Have you seen Marty eat mac and cheese? They're getting their money's mm-hmm. worth. Oh, yeah. Without I give it, I give it 100%. <laughs> and, it's uh, fucking incredible. Now, Marty, do you like uh, craft? Mac- my kids love craft. This is craft. Yeah, I think it is. It's good. Though. Yeah, it is good. It, I, I think it's, it's nostalgia. I have tried it's like crazy to get my kids to eat better no, mac and cheese. They crap. will not move off of craft. Yeah. Yeah. It's, craft it's, it's its own thing. It's its, it's, own it's, thing. it's its own thing. I guess yeah. I need to remember that. So I'm like, oh, let's go to the deli and have a nice homemade. You know, with the cre-. no, they don't. Not they're not it's into weird, it because I've never found a mac and cheese that's like blown me away, and I always assume that it's out there. Except Marty made a good vegan mac and cheese once, but that's vegan. That's its own thing. And that was when you were in that weird, weird place. Oh God, <laughs> who is that, late. Cassandra? Um, Bledsoe has mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah, oh, there you go. Oh. I keep Bledsoe's. That's good. Bledsoe's good mac and cheese. Yes, yeah. pretty good. Oh, then okay. So we I want to thank go. Buddy Bledsoe for showing up to the, <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> Um, forget my forget my shirt line. It's all about blood. Go to blood don't see Sully. <laughs> don't yeah. see Sully. Don't uh, go see uh, fences with Denzel. I just did that too. Oh, cool. Uh, well, guys, email us. That's noonerpodcast at gmail We are at noonerpodcast. Thank you on for the, the Twitter. Books. And Thanks, thank Scott. you so much, Steve, for the books. We will read them and we will report on them. Cannot wait. Cannot mm-hmm. wait. And we will see you next Tuesday. has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.